On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are doing a very special bonus episode from Radio Row at the Super Bowl, Tate. Yeah, thank you to Westwood One. We got a nice, yeah. beautiful booth set up, and you know this is how Radio Row works. You know, if you don't know this, everyone is here for the Super Bowl. There's players here, coaches, people around the league, and they just kind of filter through and they do eight to ten minute interviews. And lucky for us, we have our own booth, and they have to talk to us. We had a <laughs> uh, a great time talking to everybody. Uh, yeah. Again, thank you to Westwood One for setting this up for us and and looking all official. We do have a pretty good set here, at Tate. Yeah, I hate to so say it, looks but nice. yeah. Uh, so what you're going to hear today is just uh, all sorts of uh, football players, mostly uh, football. people people obviously were at the Super Bowl um, and we just had some fun with them and I tried to ask them some goofy questions and if you're saying to yourself wait a second I thought this was a college basketball podcast uh, great it still news. is it still, still is. is we're gonna do we're watching the games on Saturday and we're gonna do a show Saturday night and put that out and we'll be back to regular scheduled programming but this is a little bonus thing we did and uh, you know if you want to enjoy it enjoy it but first Woody Durham We're here with uh, Zach Ertz on behalf of Sleep Number, the uh, official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Official. Zach, you are the the tight end of the Arizona Cardinals. Still, technically, you're free, you're you're going to be a free agent. You're not a free agent. What is uh? You're technically still at the Cardinals, right? Yeah, I think till whenever the league year starts in March. What does free being a free agent is that an exciting thing to be? Is it nerve wracking? Is it both? Neither. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, this is the first time in my career that I've been a free agent. Um, I was fortunate enough to sign my extension after my third year, and so was in Philly for eight years, then got traded this year to Arizona. Um, and I really don't know what to expect, so I think in that regard it's a little nerve-wracking just because as athletes you have so much – I mean, you strive – I mean, you, you have a lot of control of a lot of situations. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of one you just kind of go with the flow. You have yeah. no idea what's going to happen. Um but I'd love to be back in Arizona. Uh, it was a great time there, uh, but we'll see what happens. And speaking of Arizona, you played the Los Angeles Rams, obviously, in the playoffs. That was the first games the Rams played, and everyone was kind of like, oh, my God, this team looks like a Super Bowl team, but you were on the other side of that. What was it like playing them, and then what did you learn in that game, and what do you see as we forecast the Super Bowl? Yeah, thanks for that reminder. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, they're extremely talented. That front five really sets the tone yeah. for their entire defense. Um, and their offense, they play such complimentary football. The offense is built well. The defense is built well. The special teams are good. Um, and it's going to be tough for the Bengals. I mean, you you have to have long drives against this Rams defense because yeah. they play so much zone coverage. You just kind of kind of take what the defense gives you. Um, you can't hold the ball long. You got to be able to run the football. Um, and so for that, I mean, they know that eventually Aaron and Vaughn are going to win. They're one-on-one matchups yeah. eventually. So they're just going to kind of buy their time, buy their time until one of these guys can put you in a situation where second and 18. Yeah. And then you get to third and 12, and those guys are like, oh, yeah, n- n- now, now we're, we're teeing not, off. Now we're going to go. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, is your, what is your headspace after you win a Super Bowl in a sense? Like going into the next seasons, are you now in a position where you're like, oh, I, I'm going to win the Super Bowl every single year? Like that was easy? <laughs> or are you like, oh, my God, that might have been the only time I like – or somewhere in between. Like, what, how, do you, how do you approach a season after you're, you've won a Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, all that kind of stuff that we've accomplished in my career, um, I say we because I don't feel like I've done this on myself. There's been yeah. so many people that have contributed to this. Um, it's you very know, NFL of you. If you're the NBA, <laughs> if you're an NBA player, it was, about like, you. It was me, I did this, I carried the team. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I just feel like when you're in the moment, you can't. Yeah. you don't really have time to reflect. Like, yeah. I haven't even 
really comprehended that we won the yeah. Super Bowl because it's always like, okay, what's next? How how can I right. get better for the next year? You know, when you win right. the Super Bowl, your off season starts five weeks later. So yeah. it's like you have less time to prepare for the next season. Yeah. So that was kind of more of my mindset rather than, hey, look at me, take it all in. Right. It was more, hey, I have less time to prepare for this next season, so I better be on my game. Yeah. And as we talk about the Super Bowl, your coach, Doug Peterson, just got a new head coaching job. Yeah. He was famous for giving ice cream to you guys. Do, <laughs> is there anything that you miss about Coach Doug Peterson in that in that era, in that moment in time? I mean, I hope he's not remembered for ice cream. And, and, <laughs> and, no, for uh, me, it's just ice cream. And, ice cream. and more so for the Super Bowl. Um, but Doug is a, is a phenomenal coach. And I think mm. him and Trevor in Jacksonville are, are a great marriage together. Um, because Doug is going to not put too much on his plate. Um, he's yeah. going to do, do, use him exactly the way that his skill set allows him to. Um, and I think it's going to be really good for him. Uh, mm. we, we primarily like to talk about college basketball, Tate and I. That's, that's, that's what we love. <laughs> that's why it doesn't make show. any sense. So it's hilarious that we're here at Radio Row. Uh, you, you went to Stanford. Um, yeah. I believe you met your wife at a Stanford baseball game. Do I have correct. that correct? Yep. Um, so I guess my question is, how plugged in are you to Stanford basketball? Are, are, does your fandom, <laughs> is it all over the campus? And we are apologize you, if we're springing yeah, if this we're on you. If we're putting this on <laughs> no, you're, you're good, you're good, you're good. Give, I mean, give us like one Stanford basketball thought. Like when I say the word <laughs> Stanford basketball, what comes to mind? Um... I mean, <laughs> that's perfect. Zach Ertz. Uh, <laughs> Stanford, Stanford sports should be the, a premier sport, yeah. regardless yeah. of the sport, in my opinion, because what they are, what that university is able to offer is unlike any other college. Um, yeah. And I think the coach there now is starting able to really tap in. I mean, the recruiting classes are getting better and better yeah. um, in the basketball. When I was there, um, we had some good players. I think they beat Kansas with Embiid and Wiggins. That's right. That yeah, a, the that, yeah. yeah. So th yeah. That, that was kind of a huge win for us okay. when I was there. Um, but even before I got there, I, I grew up in the Bay Area, so I knew of well, I think when with Childress and Casey yep. Jacobson back yeah. in the day, wow. uh, the Lopez twins. Yep. So just being in the Bay Area, I've seen how good Stanford can be. They had the iconic jerseys where they had like the line through the letters, you know, yeah. it was, like, the block letters yeah. with the lines through the letters. Yeah, yeah. Stanford basketball is a thing. I don't know. I'll this was a great answer, by the way. Yeah, we, you, we, we I just needed some time, you know. <laughs> when I, I didn't mean I didn't need you to break down the current roster. I was just curious, you know, as an alum, uh, yeah. what, yeah. You know, so hey, question. What's, what's your sleep number? My sleep number score yeah. or my sleep number yeah. bed or yeah. setting? Like, what, what, yeah, what, 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 what is, is what the is sleep, sleep number? number for you? Like, is it specific the number? Like, you're 86, right? So, do yeah. you try to get your sleep number well, around that or what's well, going on? I mean, on it's here? only increments of five. Okay. So, if <laughs> I try to 86, I, I wouldn't be able to. Uh, but I'm typically around to 80. Okay. Um, it's not. It's firm, but it's not like a raw. It's not like this table hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I like it for like the sleep number score that they give you after a night's sleep. Because last night I was traveling. Um, in the past couple nights I've been traveling, so even when I was home, uh, my scores were not good. Yeah. And so I know that I need to find a way to improve these scores. I was about mm. the 55, uh, oh, which wow. isn't greatest out of 100. So I need an extra cup of coffee this morning <laughs> to get going. Uh, right. But overall, I feel like, um, being an athlete, you know, you have so much preparation on the field. For me, a key, key component of that is sleep. I, I'm a terrible, you, my wife will vouch for me when I say this. I'm a terrible person if I get less than eight hours of sleep. <laughs> That's fine. But I need about, I need about eight and a half, nine, really, <laughs> if I'm going to be able to be on Radio Row consistently. Um, but overall, Sleep Number has been a great partner for my wife and I. They actually donated $5,000 to our foundation 
as well. Um, and so it, we're just honored to be a part of them, part was, of that brand. And one last thing, your prediction for the Super Bowl. I know we have to ask this. I mean, do you even are you even watching like that, or do you have something in your mind where you're like, I think the Rams yeah, are going to win like, this do game? You, do you watch the Super Bowl now that you're not yeah. in it? Or yeah, thanks. Like, again, thanks for reminding me that I'm not in the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will watch the game. I'm, I, I'll be a casual fan yeah. and just uh. kind of take it in. I'm not rooting for anyone. But yeah. I do think the, uh, the Rams are going to win. Okay. Mm. I like go. that pick. Like that, you, my, my last question is, uh, this is our first time on Radio Row. You're, you're literally the first person that we have ever interviewed <laughs> in Radio Row history. Well, they're not all going to be as cool as me. Well, I yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what, give us some advice as we move forward with, like, we get this car wash appeal. Like, this is probably the 12th interview you've done today. Yeah. How do we keep this fresh? For people this is my second time, second okay. interview on Radio okay. Row in my career. Okay. Um, so I usually do don't want to come to... Blind lead in the blind <laughs> yeah. But I would say just, um, this has been fun, so okay. just keep right. doing it. All right, I don't, I don't know if the basketball questions are going <laughs> to flow in. They might not hit. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just <laughs> such a nice guy that don't I went with football it. football guys there. <laughs> College basketball team. <laughs> Unless you got like a Kentucky or Duke we got, we got or Emma Carolina. Smith. We got Emma yeah. Smith coming. Imagine like Emma Smith coming up and we just ask him about Mike White and the Florida Gators. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> All right, Zach, we appreciate it. Man. Thanks, Thank Zach. Thanks. Great time. <laughs> All right, we're here with Austin Eckler, uh, running back for the the uh, I, oh, the loss. Oh, you thought I was going to yeah, do it? No, you, you almost did. Yeah, I think he did, I think he did uh, a little bit. I, I, I wanted to. That's number three on the day. I know. I know. It's going to keep happening. Yeah, how yeah. The, how often that happens all the time? That's going to continue crazy to happen. Thing is, we have been in L.A. for five years. Wow. I live in L.A. <laughs> we hit it for five years. I like the Chargers more than the Rams. I have no problem admitting that because mm. uh, I you guys are more fun. You're a more fun team than the Rams. The Rams are. Are are too entitled. That's too. I, I don't like the Rams, but uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Tate's a season ticket holder. He's a Charger season ticket holder. Yeah, thank you so much, man. I really I enjoyed every game. I was there yelling. I was going crazy. I went to the Cowboys game, the first game that wasn't as fun, but the Raiders game, the next time, next home game, second home game was amazing. And the fans grew over the season because they started to believe. They did, yeah, yeah. It was great. I mean, win or lose, the games were all exciting. Bolt up, baby. Games are incredible. That's what we do. What has that transition been like to go from you were you were with San Diego? Right, like I'm trying to. I was in the transition year. You were yeah. in the transition year for five years. So you you played not in San Diego. You played in Carson. So I, the first I, year. I, yeah, first OTAs ever was in San Diego. Okay. So I, I was in there for a little bit for six weeks, and then we yeah ended yeah. up here. Yeah. Has it been weird? Has that part weird? Is like the, the playing um, in front of different fans and they're like. Well, I mean, know. I came from Colorado, so yeah. coming out to here to this bigger city and a little faster pace of life. Yeah. Is, yeah. It's been an adjustment for sure. Are you? Were you? Did you grow up a Broncos fan? Surely you did. I didn't even watch the NFL until like my junior in college. Really? <laughs> yeah, man. That's awesome. Right. I was. I live so in the moment. Like that's how I live my Wait, life. Wait, you're like, serious? I'm dead serious. I didn't. I watch thought you were NFL. saying that because like the Chargers are your division <laughs> rival and you're just kind of. No. My life has all been in the moment. Like that's awesome. So yeah, it was never about really the NFL. I didn't even, I wasn't even like, oh, I'm going to go to the NFL. Like, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to play football right now, worry about my education, see where it goes, and then it just continued to build. And can we talk about that? Because you're undrafted, right? I mean, this is like always the, the, the unheralded story that we get in. On our show, we have a bit, we have a message to the haters. So I wanted to ask you, you're undrafted, now you're the starting running back in Los Angeles. Yeah. Do you have a message to the haters in your life <laughs> see, that, man, have, that I, always came at you? I can't, I'm from really tiny towns. And the thing about really tiny towns, you usually get a lot of support. People love you. So it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily that I had a lot of haters, just odds were just against me. Yeah. Right, people supported me. They're like, "Yeah, you know, go for it as far as you can." <laughs> um, but it was just like, "Yeah, everything was stacked against me." And so, like, 
just continuing to grow and grow. That's why I've been so appreciative of the opportunity and the fans. Were, mm. you, were you undrafted because you forgot to like file paperwork or something? <laughs> like, was that part? Has, have you gone back to like looked? Because if you're living the moment where you watch like, the NFL, they're like, this guy doesn't even watch. Football. You didn't even realize you could play in the NFL. Was, no, I mean, okay? I realized like, I played, but it was just like I, it wasn't a thought that I was like, oh, it was it was like you, a more of a dream kind of thing. Do you get treated like now that you've established yourself and you're obviously you know going to be around the league for a long time? Um, have have you noticed the respect change or do guys still bust you for like not being you know not, not being a first round or second round guy i mean half half the league is undrafted guys yeah, yeah. so um, i mean half of it right and why yeah. is that is because you can't you can't measure this and yeah. this you can't measure mindset in your heart right and so that's why guys fall through the cracks and that's why guys are able to keep continuing to come up because in the end that's gonna that's gonna rise god i love that i got me yeah. fired up uh i have to ask this as a chargers you know season ticket holder we're in la we're la natives are you pulling for the other LA team? Is that something, or, or do you guys hate the Rams? Because I go back and forth. You know what I mean? I, I it's my city, it's my team. I guess I should pull for them, but again, right. I'm a Chargers fan until I die, so I don't think I should pull for them. Where Where do you stand on that? I don't know, man. Like, like I said, I'm big in like community involvement, and so I'm like, we have a chance as the Chargers and the Rams to really impact this community, especially Inglewood. Like, not yeah. even in like, not even outside of. I'm talking outside of football. Like, mm-hmm. like we have yeah. like so many opportunities to get in this community and help it out, right? And in, in turn, if we do that, we're gonna create more of a football culture around this because we're gonna create a right. tighter connection to it. Yeah, but you guys can help the community better than they can. <laughs> right. So you guys are better. Yeah, we're, guys are I mean, we're definitely competitive, it's, it's, right? <laughs> I got to say, it is. I know this isn't your decision, but it is bullshit that you have the exact same colors. I think that's very confusing. I think the Rams, like yeah. having the, the helmets similar to the Chargers, yeah. Yeah. all of it is very confusing for the rest of America, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, it really to, is. To where, and it doesn't help with like... <laughs> With the San Diego part of like forgetting that you're in LA because of of it's just all it's all it's all very confusing. But I do like the Chargers more. Like we we are we are definitely Chargers guys. Yeah, we're bolt up guys. So, yeah, anyway. yeah. You're not just saying that because I'm on here, right? No, no, no. no I literally have season tickets, no, and I had no idea okay. I would okay. ever be interviewing you, Austin. I really didn't. I was awesome. just at every game, and I was like pulling for you. Let's go. Uh, we have to ask this. Uh, you got the P and G good every day. You're good here. Plug this, tape. Yeah, you good know. Plug. I mean, we have to ask this. So, yeah. where can fans come and meet you this weekend as you kind of bop around and do the whole Super Bowl experience? Yeah, man, we got an incredible event going on over here at five thirty at the convention center. Okay, uh, okay. it's, it's going to be a carnival. It's like it's basically anything you can ask for as far as engagement, as far as like an event, right? We're going to have giveaways. You know, we're yeah. giving away uh, a, a washer, a Tide washer. Oh my! Uh, yeah, you want a washing machine? You, you need one out. out here. Yeah, right? everyone needs one. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, and then also Super Bowl tickets next year. Right, so oh. some, some big time giveaways, oh. and I mean, sure, okay, maybe you're not excited about the giveaways, but at least you can come meet Who's me. Who's in the Super Bowl next year? Uh, it's gonna be Chargers, <laughs> and no, I, don't, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Find out next year. Chargers Rams. Chargers right? Rams. That'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's even more, right? Like you can come yeah. meet me, engage with me. I have a little thing going on. If you're wearing a, if you're wearing an Eckler jersey, I'm handing out some player cards. Let's you know, go. Get a little engagement, and then at the same time, like yeah, there's a carnival going on, so there's a bunch of different games, and then also you know you can learn about how you can help your community through their yeah through their uh, the rewards program. PGGoodEveryday.com. You can learn more if you go there. There yeah, you go. Check there it, it out. Austin Eckler, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks. Sorry, uh, he's he's with the Los Angeles Chargers. There, that, that came a little more natural. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was solid. That was thanks, solid. Austin. Thanks, yeah, thanks, boys. Good stuff. We're here with Lawrence Guy of the New England Patriots. Uh, and Lawrence, I, I, you are a Patriot. And for a very long time, the Patriots, just the mention of the Patriots for a lot of people, it, it, it invokes anger. They do not like the Patriots. Are you sensing now that, that Tom Brady is no longer on the team? Do you, do you think there's, are, are people are coming back around to cheer for you guys as a whole? Or do you even care about this at all? 
No, no, no. No one's going to cheer for us. No one's going to cheer for We're the hated, most hated team in the NFL. <laughs> we know that for a fact. Um, but you, you see it. That, that's the best part about it. You see how, how everybody reacts to it. So you just have fun with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. As you're going like uh, the Cowboys is America's team. Like we're the we're America's most hated team. Yeah. So you just yeah. enjoy that aspect of that. Yeah, you guys are the Patriots, which is like it, it's like ironic that America's most hated team is the Patriots. But right. I mean, you know, that's that that's here neither here nor there. I do want to ask you the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. I've seen a lot of guys talk about this and how much it means to them. How much does it mean to you to get that recognition, you know, off the field, you know, as opposed to just everything between the lines? Oh, it's a blessing because you guys understand when you're doing this, you're not trying to get recognition. You're doing it to help another person out, another family out, to uplift them. For you're the just doing the right thing because it's the right thing. Correct. And that's what you don't see a lot. Yeah. You yeah. see everybody just walk past everybody. And it's like, oh, well, what do I do? Should I help? Should I not help? And and the whole idea of it is use your platform for the for the good, right? Yeah. Uplift that person. Give them a voice. Yeah. When you give that person a voice, it means so much more. You don't sit there trying to find time. You make time for somebody else. Do you do you feel pressure being the man of the year nominee moving forward uh, in your <laughs> life that you have to like you have a standard you have to now live to that all your friends and family are like now hang on a second Lawrence that's, that's not, not a, that's, that's not, not a Walter Payton move that's not a man of the year move right there <laughs> I hear that all the time in the training room <laughs> like really this what? is how you're acting I'm like I'm like yeah I'm like guys I'm helping them out like you guys are like come on yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I can mess with you guys <laughs> you, you, were, you were at the honors thing last night right because they, they announced the they announced uh-huh. the winner uh, do, do you and all the other man of the year nominees that don't win do you then because like is it mm. is it like a self-selecting deal where like the way you find out who the true man of the year is is tell you all that you've lost and then we we <laughs> watch how you handle it and then whoever handles it best wins that's how i would do it i would get all of you in the room and i'd be like who's the best all of you here? lose and then whoever handles it the best i give the trophy to that guy how, how do you handle lo- I, I assume you guys handled it well i assume that's like yeah. the one award that gets handled the best for losing it's a community award how, yeah. how, do, how do you get upset and there's no like, losers here yeah Everybody's a winner I would, somehow. But I would love when one guy stands up and like flips everyone off and walks out the room. I think the best part about it was we had one person um, that, that was sitting in his chair and he was like, "Hold on, when did everybody go to the stage?" I'm like, "We've we've been we've been backstage for the last twenty minutes to go walk out here." Like, so nobody came to tell me. I said, "I guess not, bro." I guess not. I said, "Like, I, I feel for you." I said, "I don't know what that tells you." I said, "You could have won it." He's like, "Nah, they left me out here. I didn't win." <laughs> Uh, we, we we have a segment on our show. We we yes. we do a college basketball show. Believe it or not. Um, so if you're if you're asking yourself why are you guys here at Super Bowl, great question, Lawrence. Great question. We're trying to figure that out too. Um, but but we do we do a segment called Good Guy Bad Guy, and your last name is Guy. And we 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 wanted to like tweak the segment with you and 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 have you play a game called Who's That Guy, where I I tell you people with the name Guy, and you tell me if you know them. Okay. Is that so, do you understand the the concept? I, so I would start with like so I know Guy Fieri. Guy Boom. Fieri. Boom. You know Boom. him. Yes. There we go. Great is he guy. first? Like if I said name a guy, is that the first guy you think of? Is Guy? Yeah, Fieri? because his first name is Guy. It's Guy. Yeah. All right. Like, I, it's been about three people in my life that I found out I didn't know Guy was the first name. Oh really? Until I got to college, I was like, that don't make no sense. Yeah. His first name That's is all. Guy. He's like, yes. Yeah. So when people say it, they'd be like, Guy, come here. I was like, that'd be horrible as a kid. I know the feeling. My my la- my last name's Titus, and there that's some people use that as a first name. It's the same thing. Mm. I'm like, that's that's yeah. not that can't that's not allowed. You it's can't not. do that. Mm. You can't do no, that. I can't. You can't have one person with a last name guy and a first name guy in the same class. Yeah. Uh, what about Ray Guy? Do you know that? Do you know who Ray Guy is? 
No. Ray Guy is uh, like the GOAT punter. He's like the one punter that's in the Hall of Fame. And the it, football it's the Hall Ray of Fame. Guy Award. The Ray we, Guy Award. Yeah. If you win the if you if you're the yes. best punter in the NFL, you're the Ray Guy Award winner. Yeah. You're yeah. that guy. I didn't You're that I guy. Have been the punter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, geez, I'm like this war with the name after me. That's a late career move for you. Is you yes. pivot to punting and you say your your Ray guy's like grandson or something. hundred percent. You know, yeah. I need to do. Yeah, lose a whole bunch of weight. <laughs> yeah, play a little bit of soccer and see if I could do it. There you go. You would screw up the entire special teams of the Patriots if you came in and you were just the better punter. I don't oh, think you need amazing. to lose weight though. I don't think you need to lose. I think that's part of the brand. Is like you're the the biggest punter ever in history, oh, and you're, you're, you're the one farming guys. <laughs> You're the one punter that like you punt and then you take off running to make the tackle too. They're like, like, hey, <laughs> he's going to sneak it somehow. Gonna... It's a fake. <laughs> what about uh? Do you know who Guy Ritchie is? Yeah. You okay? Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Everybody knows. You know that. All right. Larry the Cable Guy. That's you know, my generation. Do you know Guy Pierce? Does that name ring a bell? It does. Memento. He, he, he's a yeah. He's an actor. He's in like L.A. Confidential. Um, what was he in Mayor of Easttown recently? Yeah. 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 All right. Um. <laughs> And then the, the the big one for us is Kyle Guy. Do you know who Kyle Guy is? No. Oh, that's okay. He uh <laughs> he he played for Virginia. He He's won a, a national fan. he won a national championship in 2019. He's a big Bengals fan. He plays for Miami Heat now. Okay. Kyle Guy. Yeah. Kyle. I need mean, Kyle, Kyle yeah. Guy. You guys got yeah. We, we I need, can give I need you to get that happening. We need to make that happen. You guys could like start a podcast just called Two Guys or something. Yeah. yeah that's just like two guys. one other person in a guys in being NFL. dudes. They guys had been, a last name guy, and I was like, we oh, really? should say we're family. Yeah, yeah, you and should. they put it on a piece of paper because when you come in, they say, oh, Are you guys related to anybody or has anybody ever played in your family? You have to fill out that paper. Do you get like, like extra incentives if they did or something no, like that? No, oh, okay. this is what they do. It's a legacy <laughs> thing that they have going on that they okay. try, like, Okay, this is who you're related to. This is your background. This Ray is your Guy. Genome. Ray Guy. Ray Guy is your great uncle. You got you to go to them and say, We got to update the paperwork. <laughs> I just found out that my great uncle is the greatest punter of all time. Uh, you went to Arizona State, right? I did. Uh, I have this theory. Uh, it's more, I'm more concerned, we're more concerned with the basketball side of things. So, uh, right. but, but I, but you, you know, you went to school there, you're an athlete there. So, um, I have a theory that the basketball team will never actually be that good because oh, that Arizona state <laughs> is too much of a party school. I think they, they use it to get recruits in. Yeah, right. And then once you're there, you're too distracted. You get lost in the Do sauce. you feel like that is a fair assessment or unfair? We're better than Arizona. Let's say that. Okay, I'll, I'll let you say that. I'll, I'll let you say that. I say that. You know, we're better in Arizona all around. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, the school has changed since I've been there. Yeah. yeah. So since I've been there, like that, that was that big party school when I was there. Now it's a little bit different. They kind of got rid of everything that, that I know, and they kind of built up the program a little bit more. So okay. I don't think they get distracted. Okay. They're, they're, you know, like every organization, every uh, program, you have to build. Mm. Yeah, you you never know. You All know? right, look at Cleveland. They've been there building you, ever since. There you go. They're building. Okay. You have to okay. build. We're, we're building. But it's got to be better than the school in Tucson. But in general, you're in general. You don't think that that uh, that it, the, the culture is not a problem at Arizona no. State, the school, because that's like like <laughs> no. we're not. I'm not from. I'm from the Midwest, and anytime when I was growing up, anybody mentioned Arizona State, I was Where like, that from? is that is a party. Uh, I'm from Indianapolis. Yeah, I went oh. to Ohio State. You see, you should have so, went to the best university ever. Yeah, I should have gone Arizona State. Honestly, this is a great you were, sales pitch. You were in school with uh, James Harden, right? I was. Do you? Do you? Uh, <laughs> what do you think about the trade yesterday? <laughs> hey, let's just say, I think we all saw that Instagram post yeah. of his stats. Yeah, Ben Simmons stats. Yeah, and the LOL on the bottom. Oh, it was yeah. great. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, that you know. 
that was a good that was good for everybody. But let, let's say watching him in college play yeah. when he kicked it on, you knew it. It's like it didn't matter what the score was. It's like when he was playing, they were going to win that game. Yeah, mm. and he. And he when he was partying, I'm sure it was awesome there too. I'm sure he took. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How many how many NCAA tournament games did James Harden win? Not that many. Did mm. he even win any? I think he won one. Did he? <laughs> Probably you know better than did, Arizona. Did, did. Better <laughs> than Arizona. That's all that matters. That's all uh, that matters. Man. Uh, anything else, Dave? Uh, that's it. This man. has been fun. Man. Yeah. Thanks we for can talk to you thanks all for day. joining. We got we got to we got to hook you up with Kyle Guy. Kyle Guy listens to our show. He comes on our yeah. show all the time. The, we, uh, tell we're Kyle, tell guy, Kyle guy. I live in Miami. Yeah. You know the other thing? Uh, the head coach, do you know who Tony Bennett is? He's the head yeah. coach at Virginia, mm-hmm. um, Virginia basketball. His middle name is Guy. He's Guy Tony Bennett. Guy Bennett. So we, we have to we start a Guy to gang. Correct. We, <laughs> yeah. need to get, we need to get everybody together, yeah. exchange all this, this, yeah. this merchandise and stuff, and just have a collective. And people, people are like, who's that group? You're like, those are the guys. Those, those are the guys. guys. <laughs> those are the guys. <laughs> and then we have to put on the paperwork. We're all related. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Lawrence Guy, you're the best, man. Thanks. Appreciate Thank you so y'all. much, man. All right, we're here with Le- Lorenzo Alexander, who uh, was walking up. He he misheard us. You thought that we called you an old man. Yeah, it's a lot of football, a lot of hits yeah. that yeah. took. So sometimes I don't quite hear what somebody says. So I just just double checking just to see how you're going to respond. I, I think you wanted and, to tackle yeah. us. I think you wanted to tackle us. I think I was, he was trying to set us up to tackle us. What's funny is as you're walking up, I said to myself, like you're you're retired, obviously, and I was like, this man is still in great shape. Yeah. Uh, you actually do not look like an old man. All right, <laughs> that was going to be my first question. Yeah. It's like, how do you? Because uh, we're basketball guys, so like we're oh, we're, yeah. oh, we're, we're washed up. That's bas- my first love, right yeah, there. Well, there you go. Respect. We're washed up basketball guys. Uh, but w- when when you're a washed up basketball player, you can just still go play pickup and get a get a little run in. Right. What do football guys do when you retire, but you still like miss the game and want a little taste of it and want to hit guys? Like what what do you even do? There's nothing you can do. I'll go play some hoop and just go down on the post and, yeah, and just beat be- some guys <laughs> up. That's you know we actually had a church event at my house and I was banging some guys around, some young kids too. Yeah. So that's that's where you get the physicality <laughs> at. No, that, that, that checks out. That's why you came over here and you were just trying to, you know, get a rise out of us. Because yeah. you're like, I need some physical contact. Yeah, always, you know. <laughs> and I get a little bit of it. You know, I coach my kids now. And uh, so I'm always riding the refs and giving them a hard oh, time. Yeah. So I still get to talk a little trash and and uh, still kind of engage the game that way. How well. much How much does your, like, workout schedule change? Uh, I, I'm fascinated by guys like, like Joe Thomas is one that comes to mind, that he was such a big dude. He yeah. retires. He immediately gets yeah. skinny. Um what what about I mean like you're obviously one of the offensive linemen. Well, like once was, upon uh, a time I was I was a D tackle. Oh, I was three fifteen and like you, through you my played like every position. Yeah, throughout my career I had to lose weight in order to play yeah. the new position the coaches wanted me to be at. But currently I, I have a pretty good workout regimen. Uh, I'm working out right now. I'm in this phase where I'm doing something like almost every day. Okay, I'm trying to get to the point where I can dunk consistently. Oh. oh. Yeah, I, I've only dunked like a couple of times throughout my lifetime. Like oh. when I was in, co- in high school and college, I couldn't because I was 300 pounds. Yeah. Then I had lost a lot of weight and I could do it. I dunked, most recently probably was like 34, 35. I could still dunk. Okay. So I'm trying to get back to that. So I'm actually working out pretty hard This right man now. is speaking our language. Too. Yeah, I really yeah. like this is me. the I, way that you approach life. I'm, I turned 34 last summer and uh, <laughs> I right after my birthday, I dunked for the exact same reason. Yeah. I'm 6'4 <laughs> and like I'm skinny. So it's like a little easier for me. And I play basketball, you know, like that's, that's what I did. But uh, uh, I right after I dunked, I I hurt my knee and like I've had this knee pain for ever since then, and I'm really nervous, Lorenzo, <laughs> that I'm done. I don't want to talk about it. Some, right, some right. of my friends are trolling me, and they're like, "You know that was your last dunk of your life," and I'm like, oh, "That can't be true. No. That can't be true. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. we're gonna be fine." 
You'll be so, all right. right. You just got to get a little PT, man. You got you to be proactive about it. Yeah. Can we talk about, I mean, you mentioned, obviously, like you, you've played a lot of different positions. You've been all over the field. But the trash talk, is there any place like on the field? Like, is it in the trenches? Is it? Yeah. Where's the, the best, where, where's who's, the best who's trash talk best, happening? Yeah. yeah trash. Where, where is it occurring? It, yeah, it, like, it occurs on any play. Anytime you have the opportunity to dominate another dude. It's about a hundred percent chance that he's gonna tell you how much he just dogged you, and I and I used to do it all the time. I used to love doing, it, especially on special teams. That was my thing for okay. such, such a long part of my career. And a lot of people don't understand special teams and don't get it. But anytime you run in full tilt and you run through another man and then go run through another man and make the tackle, <laughs> you're gonna get up and talk a little trash. Or like on punt team, you know, I I, I would you know I was on the punt return team, and a guy is actually trying to get down the field and go tackle the other guy. Yeah, so yeah. I, you, my job is to prevent that. And so there would be sometimes where I would literally lock a dude up at the line of scrimmage and would not let him leave the line of scrimmage, and the ref has to come and help. I'm like, oh, you need the ref to help you out. <laughs> And just hold him at the line of scrimmage. And when you're able to do that, that's just that's just so fun to be able to dominate another dude. Lorenzo, like I like oh, I you. That. You see, you seem like a fun hang, but I do not want to play basketball with you at all. No, I'm gonna have this to send terrifying. you some clips too to see some of the banging. Right, I want I want to be on your team. If, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a much better yeah, advantage. We'll be on your yeah. Team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what are you What are you doing this week at the Super Bowl? Uh, what, what are we doing, Radio Row? What are we What are we trying to accomplish uh, here? Well, you know, obviously I'm just out here. I, I love being on the radio. I do a lot of different things, um, but also as a player, one of my things was to try to elevate causes that I, that were very passionate um, uh, to me and my family. And this week I've partnered with uh, Black Women's Health Imperative, uh, mm. an organization that's trying to help black women who historically haven't had access to health care, just making sure that they have resources, support and get informed about their current health situations. Right. I think oftentimes we are driven by fear of not wanting to know if there's something wrong, mm -hmm. um, but not realizing by the information it empowers us, right? It gives us the ability to know that we can live um, and to know that maybe we're completely healthy, but if we're not, we can detect something early stages so that we can develop an action plan and still be there for our families, right? Because, you know, matter you're black, white, you know, Asian or whatever, our, our, the women in our lives are normally the backbone of yeah. our families, yes. right? You think about all the things your mom or your wife does for you, and we want them to be there as long as possible because I wouldn't be standing here. I wouldn't be the pro athlete. I wouldn't be the husband or the man that I am today without my wife and obviously my mom. And so... We want to make sure that we make it uh, sure that these women are here for us. And the only way you can truly do that is making sure that you are uh, in control of your health as far as knowing what you need to be doing. Awesome. There you go. BWIHI.org is the website to go yes. to, correct? Yeah, yes. correct. And I also encourage people to watch um, the 23rd annual Gospel Celebration, which is kind of in a partnership with this. And I'll be on yep. Bounce TV Saturday night at 8 p.m. Well, there we go. Lorenzo, thank you, man. Yes, very, very you young. I uh, want to reiterate, we did not call you an old uh, man. It's okay. Man, where, where are you guys out we, of? Though? Where, where are you guys located? We, we're in L.A. We but, in LA. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to yeah. come out here next time. Yeah. We have to get, do a little pickup game or something. Let's Make sure your knee is right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to be hurt. Whatever. We're on the same team, though. That's same all team. Matter. I'm on your team. Don't okay, worry about all right, it. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. I just want to spot up in the corner and shoot jump shots. I don't want to. That's my I'm staying out of the paint. I'm staying out of the paint. Yeah, I got that. You drive and kick and we'll shoot. We got you. All right, Lorenzo. Thanks, all right, we're here with Jerry Judy of the Denver Broncos. What do you, what do you got going on today? What are you what are you popping around doing interviews and stuff? Yeah, just walking around doing some interviews. Yeah. Kick back, relax, you know, nothing major. 
Yeah. <laughs> what's like the uh, what's the approach for you coming to you know the Super Bowl and all this like media stuff? Like, what what do you want to get out of this experience? Are you just kind of just here, just trying to figure it out? Is this your first time doing this? Actually, this is my um, second time doing it. Uh, I went to the Super Bowl in Miami, did a little bit of interview there. Okay. Yeah. So, so you only you only go when it's like Miami and LA. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like the Super Bowl's the- in Vegas to go. Like when I'm we in- have the if the Super Bowl's in Indianapolis, you're not going. Is that <laughs> hey, what we're? That what we're like Cleveland. I, I mean, it was the only time I was invited to, so I was like, hey, why not? So, hey. <laughs> Cleveland Super Bowl. Jerry Judy might not be making that one. Uh, um, did you? Uh, I, I'm a Buckeye. Um, did you? Did, I, I can't remember. Alabama's so good. You guys won the title all the time. You, you guys, you guys beat us in the championship, didn't you? One year. Yeah, I, I think the last time Alabama played the Buckeye was again, was when um, I think 2014. Yeah, yeah. What what, what is that like? Because like I, I'm sure you get asked about it all the time, but uh, you know the 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 fans that watch it just like it, Alabama's such a machine. It almost feels like it's boring that you guys would always win. As someone never was born in it, winning. Never born never, winning. <laughs> never born winning. Never, never born? No. No. Never. You never got like, you, you, yeah, you never won a national title and thought to yourself like, yeah, I don't know, that was easy? No, nah, I thought to myself like, I need some more of these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. How was that transition to go from like a program like Alabama where you're winning all the time? Broncos, you guys aren't, you guys aren't terrible, but obviously you're not like going to the Super Bowl every year like you did with yeah. Alabama. How was that transition for you to? You know, it's tough, you know, going from winning in, uh, three, four, three years in college, then going to winning not as much. So yeah. you know it's it kind of difficult. By the same time, you know everybody go through their adversity. You know it's going to be greater years to come. And do I mean obviously when you're in professional football, you have Nick Saban in college who's like scheming everything for you. Yeah. There's like this very you know kind of from the bottom to the top. There's like a whole operation order of operations. How hard was it to get into the NFL and then realize that not everyone is as organized as Alabama football? Not everything is set up so to speak that way. So you kind of just had to maneuver your own path right when you got there. Yeah. So you know you gotta that that when. You got to help yourself and know how to maneuver and get through situations and create a plan and uh, have a routine for yourself to make sure you stay on top of everything. Mm. How, how is uh, How do you like the altitude in Denver? Is that, a, is that good for you or bad for you? Uh, I mean, when I first got up there, oh, my God, going up the stairs was just <laughs> tiring. But, yeah, but now I got it takes a couple of days or weeks to get used to it, but I'm pretty used to it now. Yeah. yeah, you got a bunch of talent there. I'm a North Carolina guy, so okay. Javante Williams is, yeah. is one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. Can you just talk about that young core in Denver? I mean, there's a lot of young, talented players, and obviously a bright future there. Yeah, we got a lot of young players in like every position, and a lot of young, great talent to play in every position. You know, so it's very excited to see what we we do on the following years. Mm. Uh, are you much of a trash talker? <laughs> um, unless I'm. If they talking trash to me, yeah. <laughs> you, you just respond. You just you let your play do the talking. You're most that? of the time, most of the yeah. time. But you got something to say. That's I, the Florida in you, right? You, who, know I mean? yeah. you can't help that. Who uh, <laughs> who who did you look up to as like a, a wide receiver uh, that, that you wanted to model your game at? Or who, oh. who's like your favorite players? Oh, coming well, going coming out of high school, my favorite player was Tua was Amari Cooper. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, Florida guy, Bama guy. Yeah, great route running. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. And then this week, do you have a prediction? Do you care who wins the Super? Like, do you have a vested interest, or are you just kind of casually watching? I, I'm just trying. To, I'm just kind of casually um, watching. So, uh, you know, it's gonna be an exciting game. It's gonna be a lot of, a lot of 
big plays happening. How so. <laughs> playing playing uh, for the Broncos and having John Elway around and all that. How often does he like walk around with the Super Bowl rings and like talk to you guys about that? Like, <laughs> how, often, how many times has he shown you the clip of him doing the helicopter thing? Are you tired of seeing it? Yet? I mean, yeah. I mean, you he's see it. his phone. He's like, he's like, Jerry, look at this. Did you see this? You see this? I mean, you see it around around town and stuff like that on social media and all that. He don't really yeah. speak too much about it, but he he pretty cool. John Elway, pretty cool dude. You know, very laid back. So yeah. What about what about Shannon Sharp? Do you enjoy? Shannon Sharp. I mean, obviously a great Denver Bronco, and then obviously on TV right now. Yeah. I feel like he always has the Broncos. Is that back. good or bad to have? Is it good to have him on your to side? Have, yeah. Oh, uh, you know, it's all good. You don't you don't want Shannon Sharp on your bad side. Well, that's what I, but I feel like it could be you don't bad. Talk bad about you, so hey. I feel like having Shannon have such a platform could be bad because if you guys aren't winning enough, maybe he, you know, he takes it personally that the Broncos mm. aren't winning. Enough. I don't know. Like it's you got to keep him. You're right. You got to keep him happy. You yes. want him as an ally. That's not yeah. a position you want to be in. For so. sure. All For right. Sure. All right. Jerry Judy, appreciate it, man. Enjoy enjoy the Super Bowl. Do you have do you have a prediction? Do you even care? You don't care. Uh, no, I don't got a prediction. But <laughs> what's your favorite Super Bowl memory ever? That you when you think of the Super Bowl, either game or like a halftime show or a commercial, the Budweiser huh. Frogs probably doing the Budweiser or the What's Up Guys? Is it the What's Up Guys? The commercial? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember that commercial. I, I always I forget that there are people younger than us. <laughs> yeah, I'm 22. Yeah, you were you were uh, you were probably like two years old. Yeah, yeah, I don't uh, remember nothing at two. The 90s, yeah. <laughs> Uh, did, what, 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 like when I say Super Bowl, what comes to mind? Uh, uh, first thing that came to my mind was the Centennial Holmes catch. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good one. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the first thing that catch. came to my mind. That that's game, the catch. Cardinals yeah. and Steelers. That's a good mm. one. Yeah. 2008. There you go. All right, Jerry. We appreciate it, man. No, appreciate, appreciate y'all. All right, we're here with Cooper Rush, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you're you're technically the backup quarterback, Cooper. And uh, one thing that stands out to me now when I watch the NFL is that the backup quarterbacks aren't the holders anymore. No, yeah, I think that. Ended. Were you? Have you ever that ended been a with Romo? Right? Did Romo? That's where my mind goes because I was like, I is that a is that have you ever been a holder? Is that have you Actually, ever had that discussion? I've never held. No, we like <laughs> they'd have the QE backup guy practice it sometimes in camp, but yeah, punter. I mean, the punters. The punters you do it a lot. Yeah, you're yeah. Just sitting the whole practice over there, getting perfect, and we didn't. We didn't. Takes time. When we we were talking to Lawrence Guy earlier, we were trying to convince him to become a punter because Ray Guy is the greatest punter ever, and <laughs> um, we didn't. We didn't tell him that that he he'd have to be a holder though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do both things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so uh, what is it like being like you're from a tiny town in, in Michigan, I believe, right? And you went to Central Michigan, yep. uh, and then now all of a sudden you you look up and now you're playing for the the, the most famous you know, organization and football, maybe in all of sports all over the world. Uh, was that a weird transition for you to, to be like, you know, I, I couldn't like ease my way into the NFL by playing for, you know, freaking, yeah, like, here's the Dallas Cowboys. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's a special place, you know, like you said, worldwide franchise. Um, everyone cares about them, which is fun. I mean, you play some places in the league guys have come to the Cowboys said, wow, this is amazing. Like yeah. everyone cares about us. This is yeah. like the big, a big deal around here and i think a lot of guys thrive with it. it's fun um it's a great organization a lot of obviously big time history and um you know it's fun playing primetime games being the focus and that's what you sign up to do you want to play for you know yeah. that type of team it's fun being asked every year why you guys aren't in the super bowl why <laughs> why didn't you win the super bowl by five touchdowns cooper and you're like what you know how hard that is <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. I think that's fair. I did want to ask Cooper just about the experience of being, because once you're the backup quarterback of the Cowboys, people know who you are. You're probably the most famous backup position yeah. in football. And then the guy who used to be the backup, Kellen Moore, 
is now the offensive coordinator. That's true. So do you feel pressure that you have to like, you know, you have to have to figure out what's next, you know, at some level, you have to compete with Kellen Moore. Yeah, Kellen's uh yeah, he's taking off. <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna give me a head uh, coach though. Yeah, I know. He's pretty <laughs> he's rising fast. Yeah, Kellen's great. Um, you know, you always knew he was gonna be a coach. He always wanted to and he's done a really good job since he's took taken over and uh, makes 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 our jobs easier for sure. Makes um, the QB room the way he coaches it, the way he plans it out. Um, you know, he asks us to do a lot, but the way the way we do it, I think, makes quarterback pretty friendly. Mm. Uh, there, there's a belief out there that being a backup quarterback in the NFL is the greatest job in all of professional sports because you, you you're first of all you're a quarterback, so you never get touched in practice or anything. Um, and then you know, like you 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 get a you everyone knows you because you are the backup quarterback. But then at the same time, you're not getting crushed by the defensive line and all that. Can you? Is there anything bad about it that you hate? Is there anything that, like this is actually harder? Like except I don't know, for not playing, obviously. Uh, yeah, obviously they're not playing. But the, <laughs> the what, what's the what's the hardest part about the job that that people don't realize? It's that the goes mental into? side of it, like you said, the physical. Obviously, you're getting taken care of pretty good. Um, not taking a beating every week, but the mental side of it can take a toll. You got to keep. Preparing and preparing and preparing, and you've played your whole life. You've been a starter your whole life, everywhere you've right. played. So there's that obviously that competitor side of you. You're like I'm supposed to be playing football, but yeah. uh yeah, the mental side, of just getting ready every week, and then you don't play, and then then maybe you right do back play to it next week. And then, and then maybe, maybe you do yeah, play, like yeah, maybe yeah. maybe he goes down, and they're like, "Hey, we need you for this game when you drive." And you're like, "What?" And then, <laughs> they, and then you haven't taken a rep yeah, all taken, week. Yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. That, that it's more the mental side. For uh, sure. I I read somewhere, and <clears> I'm I'm sorry, but I'm good at my job, and I dig stuff up. So uh, I I read somewhere where your father said you were kind of a Pillsbury doughboy when you were in high school. Um, and I'm I'm also a a former fat guy. Yeah, we're a former fat guy. Yeah, we're 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 kind of a fat podcast. Uh, do do you have a fat story to share with us? Like when you were at your fattest, do, was there like a time where you like housed like two large pizzas or and that, like what's the sleeve of Oreos? When you look back on your fat phase, the same. Yeah, well, what, I was, what's I, the fattest thing you've ever done? Oh man, I mean, I wasn't like some. 280 pound guy okay, right. <laughs> i was the same way i am now just in high school looks oh really bit, looks different yeah okay you know a little sloppier all obviously right. but uh yeah i can i can eat some food pretty <laughs> but I, a lot of guys can don't yeah 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 Yeah, i mean yeah i got called frumpy at the combine i never knew oh. what that word was did you I, really I think that was, like an official i think that was in my like report they put frumpy, frumpy? <laughs> or is an article or the report my dad brings it up a lot. It's pretty fun. From, your dad sounds like he's a little hard on you. Uh, uh, <laughs> can you talk about uh, just being in California? Because one of my favorite things about the Cowboys is that you guys go to Oxnard, you know, and you guys are out here for training uh -huh. camp. And then Hard Knocks was obviously covering you guys this year. So being in California, does it feel like a second home as a Cowboy? You know, because there's so many Cowboys fans out here. Yeah, Oxnard's great. I mean, you can't pick a better spot to do camp. It's 65 degrees every day. Um, it's beautiful. On your off days, yeah. you're 10 minutes from the beach. I mean, it's <laughs> it's pretty nice. Get away from Texas for a bit. Um, and the setup we have out there, yeah, you can't be. It's all right in house. Um, and it's like the town is like it becomes Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Central, it's literally yeah. Know? It's basically just a hub for Cowboys fans for three weeks. And but yeah, we feel like that a lot of places we go. I mean, 40, 50 percent of stadiums Cowboys fans um, making noise. A lot of teams have to use silent count at home. And, so it's it's pretty crazy, pretty like I said, a cool organization to be part of. Yeah. Love it. What uh, what what should we look more into? What 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 should we as uh, fans and and media types be more suspicious about from your combine performance? Uh, I noticed <laughs> that you didn't do the bench press. 
Smart. No but you doesn't. also Smart. didn't take the Wonderlick. Oh, even so which, smarter. Which, which one is more? You did take the Wonderlick? Yeah. Oh, we all do. Oh, I was told I would. I so I I was trying to find your Wonderlick score, and I was told you didn't. I take don't it. know what I got actually. Oh. I really you're a smart guy. I mean, you're a smart guy. I know that. Yeah, the Wonderlick's weird. I mean, it's like all about speed and how fast you can read, pretty much. And nobody does the bench press. Why is that? Why Why do they have it if no one does? Like, I I never understood like how you can opt out of stuff. Like, it's isn't Kevin the whole Durant? Point? Kevin Durant. That That was the end of it. Nobody but, wants to do bench press anymore. But how? Like, you I think should. Like, uh, yeah. I remember like growing up, like Brady Quinn, like hit like 38 yeah, on the bench right. press, and that no was one, it. No one's ever Everyone done it since. Like, no one's. <laughs> Jesus Brady, we get it. <laughs> we were Brady works at Fox now. We, uh, yeah, yeah, Brady. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's still doing the bench press. He's still, he's still. <laughs> he goes on the road. He just goes to the hotel. Like, you want to see like, me do it? I can do forty <laughs> I now. Can do it again. <laughs> uh, what, what are you doing this week? What, what do you got going on? Anything fun? Any cool parties? You, you met, who's you going to like parties of celebrities in L.A.? You meet like you, you going uh, to a house in the hills with Quavo and stuff? Like, uh, what's going, what, what are we doing? We'll see what happens. What's your vibe? Uh, our agency brings us out here. They do a big Super Bowl event tomorrow, uh, Steinberg Sports. So okay, they bring a lot of guys out, and you know they set us up with some stuff. And do you go to Super Bowl every year? Uh, you do a, a couple times. Because we, we we said Jerry Judy, and we asked him, uh, and he's like, I, I I came to this one in L.A. and I went to the one in Miami, and we we're just laughing at like he just goes, what is it? <laughs> yeah, he's like, cool he's like I like the city. Yeah. I'll go there. He's yeah, like, yeah. I skipped Miami the ones was, in the middle of yeah. America, but <laughs> I'll go to the cool ones. Not, not the Minnesota one. Yeah, 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 that's not his jam. All right, Cooper. Well, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Enjoy enjoy the time here, and uh, yeah, best of luck with everything. And um, next year when you guys are playing in the Super Bowl, yeah, we got to have you back. We'll, we'll have you back. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that we'll sounds good. You and Dak. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> and Kellen right. Moore, the whole QB room. The whole QB room. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Cooper. Guys. All right, we're here with KJ Osborne, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, are you the guy that, that Lizzo was talking about? I just thought about that. Hopefully. The, <laughs> <laughs> you're not You're not the uh, the Lizzo. Uh, so you're you're kind of new to the what what year are you in the league? You're your uh, second. This, uh, this was my second. Second year. My third. So you're you're nice. you're a little new to this. We are too. This is our first time at at Radio Row doing this mm-hmm. at the Super Bowl. Um, what 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 are you what are you learning? What are you doing here? Like, what are we trying to accomplish? Um, taking it all in. Right. I'm just uh, this is my first time too because you know last year uh, was a COVID year. That's true. So yeah. I wasn't able to, to get out. So this is my first time. Uh, just kind of just talking. You know, uh, building relationships, building connections. Um, you know, get my get my name out there a little bit and. Uh, you know, just trying to learn and make connections. Really, that's, that's what I'm trying to yeah. do. Yeah, I love that. And KJ, you went to the U, and uh, you already know everybody. You know, loves making that connection in the NFL. You know, right. there's a nice brotherhood there. Is there a lot of Miami guys that have reached out to you that you stay connected with that maybe oh, yeah. have helped your career a little bit? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as I as soon as I got to the league, um, there's a, a bunch of them reaching out to me. Me reaching out to them. Um, you know, I said it the other day. You know, I, I talked to Michael Irving. You know, I see him oh, around here. Yeah, you know, awesome. Awesome dude, Calais Campbell. Awesome dude, uh, yeah. Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, Santana Moss. You know, even when I was at the U, you know, if I have a, a good game, or I do something, you know, they're texting me or you know, shout me out or something like that. So, um, like you said, it's, it's definitely family. They they take care of you. And the U is back right now, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is yeah. the back? What is the back meter? Where are we at? We're at all the way back now. The U is all the way back. You guys are hiring are every like, not, not all the way back. What are we? <laughs> we 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 on the way. We on the on way. way back. We on, on the way, way back. <laughs> We're on our way. Uh, do they make you? Is it like a, a mandate that when you're on? Sunday night football or Monday night football and doing the headshot and you're mm-hmm. you're saying your name like KJ Osborne. Do, yeah. do they, you have to say the U? 
No, you don't have to. You can say you can say whatever you want. Some guys say their high school name. Somebody you know try to talk okay. somebody. What out do you say? Like that. I say to you. You just. <laughs> I say to, the you I say is the best you. one. You know, everyone's you. waiting for the first. What person would you? To say to what you. would you say if not the you? I guess like you shout at your high school. Or I really. Uh, a lot of people don't know. I went to Buffalo first. The university at Buffalo. So I, that's, I always got to oh. give them credit. So that's that's my I mean, that's my roots. I was there for four Khalil years. Khalil Mack. Chance. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So if I didn't say Buffalo, or excuse me, if I didn't say to you, I definitely say. Did you play with Khalil Mack? No, he was he was he's a little older than me. Okay. But he's a he's a cool guy too. I stay connected with him. Okay. Okay. I hate. What, what do you? What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl? What? Uh, what? What do we need to know about these two? We we're mostly basketball guys. We we, we watch the NFL. We watch a lot. We love of, that yeah. everyone laughs at us. When everybody we laughs at when we say that. Yeah. What's your What's your basketball game like? I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm, cool, like, yeah. I'm more. I'm more of a, of a of a package. I would say like who. Maybe like a John Wall. A John oh Wall. Like, yeah. like, I'm like, I like that. You're like, I'm, I'm all right. I'm like, like John Wall. I'm not, I mean, I mean, not literally, but like my play style. You know, like I like yeah. to get to the rim, you know, mid-range. And I'm not like a, a super like shooter, but you feel me out. I'll make an impact. That was all always right. the, my favorite day, like when the football team would come in and then they would start shooting around like yeah. while we're getting ready for practice. Yeah. You're like, look at these guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they just, you guys just play football. That's what ends up happening. Like, the some, football dudes just start, start like, hitting just, each right. other. They start running with the basketball. I did some right. basketball training last year in, in my offseason. I'm yeah. actually I'm about to go back. And you know, it's funny that I say John Wall. He's the same guy, that the, the trainer who's down there in Miami that oh, I trained nice. with. So I might actually get to meet him. Oh, there you go. I lo- I'm from North Carolina, so I love John Wall. Yeah, of course. Who's the best? This is a. This is probably a very bad question, so. <laughs> we can just keep it moving if, uh, if, if if it's a bad one. Um, who's the best football player at basketball that you've ever seen? Ooh, football player at basketball if, that I've ever seen. Like the guy, yeah, of all the guys, I, I don't know. That's a bad. Question. Maybe that you played that's a bad with. question <laughs> that I play with. I, I don't know. I will have to. I will have to think. You know, uh, Tristan Jackson is good. Who's a he's a receiver for the Vikings. He, he's I think he played at Syracuse as well. Oh, okay. But I, I know that he that he's good. Um, there's some, I know there, I'm sure there's somebody off the top of my head I just can't think. JJ's pretty good. Uh, Justin Jefferson, he, he's pretty good. Yeah, uh, guys that I play with. What mm. uh, what what's the weather whiplash like to go from Buffalo <laughs> to Miami <laughs> Ooh, to now man. Minnesota? Man, that, it was it was crazy. And really, it's funny because it was even more because I, I went to IMG for high school at my senior oh, year. Oh, so and I'm from Buffalo I'm from Michigan though. Oh, <laughs> so I went from Michigan to IMG to Buffalo. <laughs> To Miami, Miami, back to Minnesota, so I, I can't get you out. You can of never it, get so. away. <laughs> I can't. I can't get away. Oh my god! I can't get away. But uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm from the north, but you know, I, I don't like the snow. I, I'd rather be in the sunshine all day, every day. <laughs> can we just talk about that Vikings team a little bit? Because you guys have so much talent. So much obviously, talent. such a great. I mean, we went to the stadium in 2019 yeah. for the Final Four, so we saw how amazing it is. So playing in that building, playing in front of those fans, uh, you know, with the skull chant and everything, mm-hmm. how great is it just to be a Minnesota Viking? And how excited it. are you for the future? Man, I love it. I, I think it's, it's the best organization in the world. It's the best stadium in the world. Now, I say mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm going into year three, but you know, as we as I've been traveling around, you know, seeing different different stadiums, like it's just it's just nothing like ours. It's nothing yeah. like that skull chant. You know the national <laughs> yeah. anthem is sweet. It like, gives you goosebumps. Definitely, yeah. and you see, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of peek across at the other team, like when we're doing the skull chant. You know, this, you see them looking around. And they're like, oh like, yeah, this is sweet. You know, like, it's it's fun. You know, I love it. You know, uh, so we got a new coach coming, and you know, new GM. You know, yeah. so fresh start. Um, like you said, we got so much talent on the team, so you know, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Thank God you weren't at Minnesota the year that they had to play at the. Uh, when they were building the stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. play outside. Freezing. That was God, crazy. That was uh, KJ, I I used to, I grew up a Vikings fan, believe it or okay. not. I, I'm not even from Minnesota. I'm from Indiana. Um, but my my I had we had a my family had a personal relationship with Chris Carter. Um, so I I loved watching him, and I love I grew up loving the Vikings. I watched every Vikings game. They they rip my heart out all the time. <laughs> and then when Brett Favre threw the interception in New Orleans in, in 2009 in the mm-hmm. NFC Championship, I was done. 
and I have, I've I've I'm no longer a Vikings fan. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we, we want you back. How do I get back? How do what's want, the path back? How do I how do I because like I, you know I. I, I'm, I'm getting asked when I'm walking around here because, right. like, I'm from Indy, so people are like, are you a Colts right. fan? I'm like, not really. And then I lived in Ohio for a while, and people are like, do you like the Bing? I, I don't have a fan. I don't have a team, honestly. Right. But I the Vikings are the one team that I've ever felt anything for. But right. most of the time, I just felt heartbreak, and and, and I want to I want to feel that again, KJ. So, so you so you are you, that means you're still a fan if we affect okay. you. You're, yeah. just sad, you're just sad right now. You know, yeah. you're, you're in the, so we just got to do something to make you make you feel happy. That's all I really did. did. I had like the home. moment. Uh, cause the Vi- like when 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 Favre was on the Vikings and Adrian Peterson, you know, like they were very good. Right. I, I don't. You probably were like what four years old at the time. <laughs> um, and and I remember he threw the interception, and then I was just like, I don't know why I do this to myself. I can't do this anymore. And I haven't watched it forever. And now you're on the show, and maybe yeah. maybe this is what I needed. Maybe yeah. maybe I'll be back. Then. Maybe I, I'm a Viking. I'm fired up for you. I think yeah. you should come back. We, we accept you and open arms. All right. One, All right. One last thing, KJ. We uh, judged a dunk contest back in 2019 <laughs> wow. with a fellow Minnesota Vikings player. His mm-hmm. name's. Dalvin Cook, and, oh, wow. and we had a great time with Dalvin. He, yeah, I, I forgot consider, we did that. We I did consider that, him a close friend. Yeah. Uh, so, tell Dalvin what's up. <laughs> yeah, can you yeah. tell him hello from us? Yeah, I'm, sure, 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 okay, I'll, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we did that. Oh, uh, is that it? Yeah, that's, that's all. Yeah, KJ, yeah. thanks, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy the Super Bowl experience. Uh, we we want you to be playing as a as a diehard Minnesota Vikings fan uh, who, who has rekindled my You're love back. today. You're back. Next year, we're going to be playing. We, yeah. we, we, you and I, <laughs> and all of Vikings Nation. The pejorative we. we. Cool, baby. All right. Cool, Thanks, man. Man. Appreciate Thanks, KJ. It, Thank you. All right. Joining us now is broadcast ex- broadcaster extraordinaire. Yes. Susie Schuster. Legend. The word is legend. 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 Right. Yes, we apologize. Uh, we, we just, we, legend. She has a, a right. podcast called Just Getting Started, which is actually not true at all, because you have, how many seasons of this thing have we done? You know, it's not I think actually, this is going into the third season. Yeah. So not just getting started, but that's okay. Um, we 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 we. But we're off to a great start. We're off to the best start. We're off to a great. <laughs> hey, what I got? I got to ask you this: You won an Emmy, correct? I did. My yeah. husband did not. In case you were wondering. Whoa. Oh, I like that. Whoa! How about yeah. that? I sometimes I walk into his office and I scratch my head with it, and just and, and act like it's just a pointer. <laughs> so, uh, Susie, for those who don't know, married to Rich Eisen, um, who uh, maybe. You know, he's famous for a lot of things, but one of the things he's famous for is running the 40-yard dash in a suit. I'm curious, as someone who, as someone who's married to him, does that, when you see him do that, uh, does that make you more or less attracted to him? So that's a really great question. Um, <laughs> we have finally found a sport that he's better at than me, and it pisses me off. <laughs> okay. He is a really good tennis player. Oh, wow. And it's so irritating because I'm very, very, I'm from New England, so I'm a red ass. I'm very competitive. And I'm pretty much good at every sport, but he can beat me at tennis, and it really bothers me. So when Rich started running, and it was uh, it was Terrell Davis's idea, they were sitting there in the app above um, in Indy watching some kids run, and TD said, "What do you think you can run it at?" And I don't think he asked Rich that, thinking he would run fast. I think it's like you know the Jewish thing, or it's like you know you don't play the sport, you call it. Right. And let's just say that Rich hadn't done a whole lot of sprinting previously to that. <laughs> and so I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit like when you're watching people skiing and you watch the Austrian bump team go down a run, you're like, hey, here, let, me, let me see if I can get down to the bottom of that run. Mm. Um, watching Rich sprint for the first time, I can't say it was the highlight of our career. 
of, of our marriage together. But I'll tell you what was watching him turn it into the fundraising machine that he has. Yeah. Yes. And watching the kids react to him. Yes. That's pretty sexy. There you go. See, All that's right. what we were talking about, Susie. We were like, it may not be the best, you know, from the optic standpoint, but everything that surrounds it really checks the out. Confidence. So, yeah, the confidence. Yeah. The fact that he yes. has the confidence to yes. do it, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that, that all. Yeah, you know, you know, my whole thing, my whole raison d'etre is like, if you have a platform and you don't use it, what a total waste, yes. right? So the fact that he, the fact that he had the balls to do it, I think Rich, Rich, you know, Rich gets a lot of the, hey, you're bald, really? A lot of that stuff. Like, he gets some jokey things from the guys, and they like to give him, they like to tease him last week or the week before he out caught Michael Irvin, who's got the world's biggest hands on the set at NFL Network. And he was like, he called me up. He's like, you're not going to believe this. I beat Michael. <laughs> like, you did what? But the point is, is that if you're going to have a platform, the fact that he could turn like the joke into millions and millions of dollars for St. Jude is yeah, pretty cool. That's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, and you have to have the balls to try, right? right. Yes. Right. Right. Um, we, we, this is our first time on Radio Row, by the way, and you, uh, as we said, you've won an Emmy. You are a legend. You're, you're a, a veteran of this game. Um, oh, you don't have to call me that. That's so nice. Thank <laughs> you. Uh-huh. What, uh, we, we need some advice. What, what the hell are we doing here? What, what, what is this? <laughs> what are, what? You guys should leave and go to Vito's Pizza and get lunch. What a waste of time to be on Radio Row. Just leave and get some really good food. If you were smart, you'd set up at Vito's. And uh, the pizzas are so good. I'll tell you right now, Kurt Warner would come and he would do an oh, interview with the American Underdog. An hour. <laughs> yeah. He would talk about his movie. He'd talk about, oh, I don't know, winning the Super Bowl, as long as you had Vito's Pizza. So I think your problem That's is movie. where you are. Yeah. Everyone goes through those, those interviews, you know, they usually stink. They're all like pushing yeah. like deodorant or some yeah, beer you're number. never going to A lot drink. of sleep numbers. And they say the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. awful. We we yeah because we're looking around and like we wanna we wanna we're not like those other girls that's like our whole attitude it's like we're like we want this interview to be fun we want you guys to enjoy it. but there's no winning and we just come across as desperate like these yes. guys are coming to talk to us and we're just like please like us please yeah yeah you're like hi Kim uh, can you please uh, Kim Jordan can you please be my friend because yes. you're so big and you'll get me into every bar or nightclub there is yeah uh, and Cam's like no. Sorry, 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 double T, you're out. Susie, can we ask, I mean, we're obviously, you know, in the sports, you know, media business, but it has changed so much. And like when we were younger, you know, guys, you know, like Rich Eisen, Dan Patrick, Stuart Scott, I mean, that's who Titus and I looked up to and you wanted to be like a sports center anchor. And the same to you, I mean, you too, I mean, the the whole group of those sportscasters, and it's changed so much, you know, since even like 2000 to now in the past 20 years. So what is the biggest thing that you've seen shift from when you were first starting out to, to what it is now in the sports media landscape? I mean, 100% it's no longer about personalities, right? Yeah. I mean, when Rich was doing SportsCenter with Stuart and Dan uh, and Keith, it was about the personalities that are out there. And they would write their own things. They, everything that you ever saw in SportsCenter, the anchors wrote themselves. Yes. So you really got a sense of their personalities. People don't write anymore. All they do is get on TV and argue with each other. And who wants that? <laughs> it's so boring. I'm but over it. it yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is, and this is one thing I always remember from Sports Center, you know, Richard always loved to put a word in that somebody had to look up. Because mm. he always said, like, I want to challenge people to, you know, think of things differently or, or, or le- learn a new vocabulary word. Keith Overman would write, and it was just so deep and awesome. And, yeah. and, and you, got to know the, you got to know the anchors because of how they wrote. Now it's just, 
you know, three seconds to a highlight or it's a screaming mm-hmm. match. And so you don't really care about the personalities. I dare you to name me five sports center anchors. I dare you. So. Uh, Dan Patrick Rich. That's my <laughs> point. It's like, who? I mean, yeah. who are they? Like, I mean, obviously Hannah Storm. Okay, okay, I'm on the spot. Linda Cohen Linda is Cohen's still there. Still there God right? bless her. Yeah. yeah. Greatest. Um, but these are like legacy picks, you yeah, know what I mean? Like they're not, it's not like Well, there new, you go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like who are the who are the new people? I don't get it. So, I think that I think that we've lost the personality of people. I think what happened was I think sports and they didn't want the guys to become such big personalities. Yeah. They were probably afraid they'd make more money off of yeah, them. Yeah, two biggest stars. They or they'd leave right? and have their careers explode, which is what happened to yeah. all these guys. Um, I mean, think about it. When I when I met Rich, when I met Rich in 1997, the 630 Sports Center was um, Robin Roberts, Bob Lee, and Charlie Steiner. Oh, the 11 man. was Dan and Keith. The 2 a.m. were Stuart and Rich. Yes. And then it was like Linda and Kenny and different people in the wings. I mean, that was epic. Yeah. I, I had I had one last question for you before you go. I I, I when when John Madden passed away, your husband shared a, a tweet of uh, I forget who it was that that put out this picture of uh, a, a younger you. I guess all pictures are yeah. younger versions of ourselves. That's how it works. But right. uh, <laughs> a, a, you were you were with John Madden is it in his apartment? The story goes that you took like the Madden Cruiser bar hopping that night. Is there yep. what what is, what is the story behind this? How did this happen? Um, so all like like all roads lead to Rome. All stories start with Leslie Visser. I was her intern when I was in college, and I, I'm still close to this day. And she she was the ringleader of all women who got into sports broadcasting. And she used to take the Madden Cruiser once a year, and we'd go bar hopping in Manhattan. So we wow. went and met John at the Dakota, which is of course you know the most famous building in New York, where John Lennon was lived and where he was shot outside of it in Strawberry Fields. Anyway. Madden had the most incredible apartment downstairs in the in the entry of this iconic building. And so we all met there, and he had wine and cheese for us. We all got on the bus, got loaded, and went to bars all night. It was oh. the greatest thing in the world. So talk about, a, talk about, I mean, I looked at that picture, and I mean, I'm not sure who that was with the fat face, but it was a, it was a pretty epic, um, pretty epic way to get involved with the women in, of sports and you know, that's like, you know, I look back at, like, I hate to say it, let me bring it full circle. That's when I was just getting started. That's when I was trying to make my way into the business. So that's why that's why this podcast is so much fun, because it takes me back to when people got their start. Yesterday, I taped Jeffrey Ross, the comedian, oh, and talked Jeffrey to him Ross. about how he got started and, and how he got the balls to become the comedian that he is today. Stephen A. Smith is up next. Michael Irvin is doing it. Gwyneth Paltrow is doing it. How's that for uh, oh, out of wow. left field? Go. And, Paul and, Rudd, um, Jason Bateman. He said when he when he recovers from his uh, from overhearing his own voice, he's joining us. So we're going to have a lot of fun guests on just getting started. So I hope you guys will subscribe and tune in. And that right there is why she's a broadcast legend. Such a pro. Did you see that, yeah. What, know, what a full circle. That full circle. Yeah. Susie, thanks so much for joining good, us. Huh? Just getting started as a podcast. Legend. God bless you. We're going to do our best to go uh, try to make these NFL players like us. So guys, uh, go to Vito's Pizza. It's right. So much better than Radio Row. Yeah. Thank you, Susie. All right, joining us now is a man who's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think it begins and ends there when you make an introduction like that, Tate. I think once you're in the Hall of Fame, that's all you have to say. Is uh, His name is Ladanian Tomlinson. Uh, LT, how often do you wear the jacket? I w- I'm curious about that. <laughs> um, not often, man. I mean, 
you know, you got you got to pay money for me to wear a jacket these days. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, I think you know sometimes special events. You know, people want to see the jacket, and yeah. you know, you you wear it um, to these special events. I would say now. I mean, gosh, man, I've I've been in the hall. Um, you know, a few years now. And so early on, man, I was wearing that thing around the house. You know, I was, you know, at the kitchen table eating dinner, you know, wearing the jacket. But now, you know, you kind of just wear it every now and then and keep that thing covered up. Yeah, yeah. Did did your bus turn out okay? I can't remember. Uh, That's always something that cracks me up when you get the the bus made of your face. And I imagine some guys look at it and they're like, what the hell was that? (laughs) Yeah, they're like, that's not me. Did yours turn out okay? No, mine was great. Okay. Yeah, mine, uh, yeah, mine really turned out right. great. But you know the problem with a lot of guys is, man, when you're sitting, you have to sit there for hours, and you have to be still while these guys sculpting, you know, this bust. And, you know, <laughs> some guys can't stand still, and you know, moving around and whatnot, and then they get a messed up bust. You know, <laughs> that's kind of what happens sometimes. You just got to be still. That's the best advice that LT can give you. And uh, LT, you know, we have a lot of football. I mean, we've had guys rotate in and out that we've talked to today. But there, there's something to be said about someone that's a natural at the game of football. And is it true that at the age of nine in Pop Warner, the first time that you were given the football, you scored a touchdown? That feels like it's just like... That feels like something out of a fairy tale. Yeah. yeah. No, man. It, it's absolute truth. Um, and, I, I, you know, I play quarterback. And so I just ran a quarterback... <laughs> Uh, sweep, you know, kind of a, a rollout type of play to the right. Um, and there I went down the sideline for a touchdown. And, you know, that's kind of like, like, you can't make that stuff up. Like, that was that was my introduction to football. Now, obviously, I had played, you know, with my older brothers and yeah. cousins, and they used to rough me up and, you know, <laughs> in the front yard and whatnot. And so I wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like, you know, this was new to me. So I guess it was kind of, it was the first time playing organized football, I should say. But yeah, that is a, a true story. I love that. Uh, I, I need you to help us settle a debate that's been going on for, for decades with running backs of uh, I'm a 90s kid I know you're 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 a little bit older than me LT but I think you you grew up uh or, or you're certainly young enough to appreciate both Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith now you're from Texas so I could see you being more Emmett Smith because of the Cowboys you know like having the Texas connection but your playing style reminded me more of Barry Sanders so where were you uh if you had to, if, when you look back on it who who, who are you going with Barry or, or Emmett yeah, that's a tough one for me, man. You know, both of these guys uh, were heroes uh, for me, idols. And <clears throat> I'll tell you a funny story. So when I, I was choosing my number 21, um, obviously growing up, those were my two favorites. Emma Smith wore 22, Barry wore 20. Mm. And I couldn't, I couldn't decide when I got into the NFL if I wanted to pick 22 or 20. So guess what I did? Oh, I picked 21. I got right that? between them. You know? Wow. Both of them were, you know, two of my favorite guys. And I, I kind of modeled my game after both of them. There were yeah. certain things about both that I really appreciated that I tried to model my game after. And so, um, yeah, that, that's a tough one. I can't pick. I can't pick. You literally one. could. Like, you, that, this has been a struggle your entire <laughs> life. Is trying to yeah. decide between the two of them. Seriously. And now number 21 is retired by the Chargers. It's, and 
We do have to ask you about about that a little bit too, because obviously you are in my mind. You know, when I think of the San Diego Chargers, I think of LT. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's what pops in my mind. And in 2006, I mean, you win the MVP, you win the Offensive Player of the Year, and you win the Walter Payton Man of the Year award, which is like not only am I the best player on the field, but I'm the best person off the field. That that I'll kick time, your ass and then shake your hand. Exactly, say, you're, you're, you're like yeah. the, you're the best of the best. So like that that time period, that moment in time, like how much when you think about that, how much how surreal is it that you not only lived that life, but you know you were able to accomplish all those things in one season. I, I you know it was a special, it was a, a really special year, and you know taking you beyond the field a little bit. The reason why it was even more special for me, because that was the last year that my father was alive. So wow. he got to see my greatest wow. year ever. You know, like his son, you know, he, he, he rested peacefully, I'm sure, once he passed, knowing that, hey, his son has done something that not many people um, have the chance to do. But, you know, I, I felt like, for me, um, it was all a part of being a professional, you know, yep. like trying to, and that's the hard thing sometimes about athletes is compartmentalizing being, you know, when you're supposed to be, you know, a football player and, and, and be mean and, you know, handle your business on the field. But once you take those pads off and that helmet, then the transition happens to being a regular human being, yeah. you know, and being a good one. So, yeah, I think that's the part of it for me that, I learned from guys like the late Junior Seah, you know, mm -hmm. like he was in – when I first got to San Diego, that's the guy that I looked up to. Like he was in my locker room. I followed this guy around, you know, the locker room and meeting rooms and whatnot, like picking his brain about how do you be a great professional, you know, on the field and off the field. Uh, LT, one thing that, that is interesting to me as I think back on, uh, you know, growing up watching you play for the Chargers and everything is that you had an iconic look with the visor and the, yeah. the 21 and the bolts on the, like, you, you can, you, you, you are in a sport of football where it's, it, it's, you know, like the NBA guys, we kind of all know what they look like because they don't wear helmets and we see their faces all the time. Football, by and large, it's like harder to always know what guys look like. And yet somehow you crafted a, an identity the, like the more you hid yourself, the more iconic it became. <laughs> yeah, you the know more people I mean? knew it was you. So I guess my question is, when when you were when you like decided to wear the visor, I guess I don't know. I, I want to know the story behind the visor. Was it like a, a a conscious decision that you're like, I look awesome, and and every kid in the '90s is going to remember this for the rest of their lives, or uh, was there another reason that you became the visor guy? Because it was it's an iconic look that like frankly guys are still trying to pull off now, and they no one pulls off as well as you did. Yeah, so this is an honest God truth, guys, why, why I started wearing this visor. So when I was young, one of my best friends, we collected football cards. And one of the things that we used to do was, you know, make fun of guys in their still shot. You know, like when you look at these football cards, you see guys, you know, like th picture – Picture Mike Singletary with the wide eyes. You know, you know <laughs> it's like a I mean? key and, and pill To kids, that looks so funny. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, he looks scared or whatever. You know, we used to make fun of, of the way guys looked on football cards. And I promise you, I thought about that. Like, you know what? I don't want people seeing my eyes. <laughs> I don't want them to know, you know, what I'm thinking or if I'm, you know, got the wide eye look like yeah. Mike Singletary. So I'm going to hide my identity. I love that. Mike Singletary. Yeah, I love that Mike Singletary was the cautionary tale to get you to wear the visor. That's oh, great. Oh, man.
The other thing I want to ask you about is why don't we talk enough about how you threw seven touchdown in, uh, passes in yeah. your career? You know, are I you people forget about it? Are you aware that you have you, you have literally as many touchdown passes in your NFL career as Johnny Manziel did? Oh my god! No. You can take that one, LT. I know. I know you're not going to use that on air, but in private, you can tell people. Yeah, tell your that. friends that. You can tell people. You just be like, FYI. Uh, I, I am Johnny Football. Kind of forget about that part, right? You know, yeah. you just kind of forget about the throwing the touchdowns until you uh until you kind of look in in the record books for running backs of who has the most. You see Walter at the top with with eight, and yeah. I'm right behind him with seven. That's amazing. Um, but that was actually you know one of my favorite plays because. Growing up, I did play quarterback for a lot of uh, a lot of my youth. You 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 invented the RPO, I think. Yeah, what we're learning. Is that <laughs> LT is, he's the original RPO guy. Uh, tell the tell the people how we can follow you at Super Bowl. You're doing like the eight on NFL Network. My understanding, I they they slipped me a note that you're going to be doing an eight and a half hour pregame show. Is that right? Is there a restroom close by that you're going to be able to use? Will they give you food, LT? Well, I actually get to come in a little bit later. Those okay. guys, That's they're going to be in early. Okay. At least I get to sleep a little bit. So I'm thinking maybe I can hang out a little bit more on Saturday night where they're going to have to take it in early. Yeah. Because typically Michael Irvin and those guys, they have to be up at like, you know, 6 in the morning for that yes. show. And I think I get to come in like – 11 or 12. So. Okay, that's yeah. perfect. Man, that's yeah. way better. That's perfect. Yeah. Hat tip to your agent for that one. Yeah, I was going to say, you're real talented. Well that, that's, how you, that's how you get things handled, LT. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Best of luck. Uh, and, and thanks for making some time for us. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. Appreciate right. you. All right, we're here with the man who needs no introduction. Uh, Coach O, enough said. That's it. <laughs> Coach O, uh, I, I got to, I, th- this is very personal to me, and, and I'm probably wasting my access to you by asking this question, but I'm a Buckeye coach. Gotcha. And right now in Columbus, this is the talk. A lot Joe, of controversy. Joe Burrow is now <laughs> playing for Super Bowl. Now, we have never, Ohio State has never had like a good NFL quarterback, and a lot of people in Columbus want to not take Joe Burrow from LSU. We just want to like have a little piece, just a little tip. Like we want we want to take a little bit. Can you speak to that? Like if if I as a, a Buckeye, I I don't want to take he's a, he's an LSU Tiger. I just mm. want just a little piece. I just want to be proud of him. Am I allowed to do that? For sure. Hey, I I I, I told over my I, I sent him a national championship ring. I was happy. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all grown him. You got him ready for us. We appreciate it. <laughs> I think I think that's the best way to approach it, Coach. And obviously, we enjoy uh, all your energy. You're you know obviously a star in yourself. But what's it like being here at Super Bowl week and and just being around this atmosphere? I love it. You know, I, obviously, I spent 11 years in L.A. Yeah, I, this for my first time to Super Bowl. I'm using recruiting. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm using watching uh, the game with recruits. <laughs> yes. You know, so so I'm excited to be here. I'm going to it. Uh, Joe gave me a ticket. I'm nice. very appreciative. Of. I've seen a lot of old friends, but it, it's a really really first class event. Can't wait to see it. One of the things we're trying to do at Radio Row is ask people questions they're not getting asked. And uh, it's tough with you because, like, what we want to talk about with you is obviously Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. But you have a, you, there's, there's another guy on the Bengals that you coach, Tyler yes. Shelvin. Big T. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna try to, like, swerve where everyone else, like, so you don't have to answer another Joe Burrow. Leave those Jamar other two Chase. alone. Yeah. 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 What, what about Tyler Shelvin? What, tell, tell us about him. What do we need to know about him? You know, Big T comes a great, from a great family in Lafayette, Louisiana. I was the first coach to offer him as a sophomore. Wow. Uh, Big T, uh, <laughs> you know, Big T loves to play, but he also loved uh, to go eat at McDonald's late at night. <laughs> and, uh, love, I, and I love that. I love his family. He's a great athlete. Uh, the game he had against Alabama, I think it was his junior year, was phenomenal. Uh, short area quickness, 
quick twitch, but he had a, a problem uh, keeping his weight down. Yeah. But he's a fantastic young man. The first call I got after the, after the, uh, the championship, the AFC championship, was from his grandma. There was 50 people in Lafayette at the party. Big T's going to Super Bowl, man. Everybody fired up. You know, Big T's a tremendous player, a great young man. Wow. And Coach O, you have such a relationship with your players, obviously, and that goes back to recruiting. Can you just talk about recruiting in general in college football? Because it's changed so much. I mean, I'm from North Carolina. Yeah. Titus is from Indianapolis. Yeah. We've seen the NIL stuff. How much has it changed in the past 20 years just for you as a yeah. coach? I think the day of the handwritten letter be important is over, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the yeah. ring's on the table. I don't yeah. know if that helps either. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's all going to be NIL. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't – let me say it. It's not going to be all NIL. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to get you in the door. Mm. I think at the end, it's going to be relationships. It's going to be your program. How well you're going to coach and development. Yeah. And develop the guys. But I think that should be for the great players. Some guys are going to be all about the money. I don't know how much success those guys are going to have. Yeah. But if you're smart, you're going to go to a team that's going to going to give you the right NIL deal, but is also going to develop you. Because there's no – I don't think there's no NIL deal that's going to give you first-round draft money. I don't think it's going <laughs> to. No, I don't we, think it's possible. We, uh, we're, we're, we're primarily college basketball coach, which I know makes no sense because we're at the Super Bowl. So you're like, why? why? <laughs> we, don't, we don't really know either. We don't, we're just trying not to. Uh, but we, we on our show love Will Wade. Um, do, you, do you have any relationship with Will Wade? Do you know anything about Will Wade? Is there anything you can tell? Is there like, a story that you have? I feel like, the, like there, there's a perception, of, I mean, and you, you fall victim to this, or maybe you're not victim, but it might be the right word. But like, there's, a, there's a media perception of who he is, kind of like what the media does with you, and like you're turned into like something that might not yeah. be reality. Yeah. Uh, so we know the media version of Will Wade. Is there is there something else we should know about him based on, you know, your your interactions with the Yo, guy? Yo, within the athletic department, known as a very intelligent coach. Yeah. Uh, very progressive, great recruiter. Okay. All right. I love that. That's a, that's a straightforward that's answer. And coach, we always talk about this in college sports. Is it a football school? Is it a basketball school? That's always the argument we have yeah. on our show. Is LA a football town or a basketball town Ooh. in your opinion? Baseball town. Or a baseball well, town. Yeah, it's a sports town. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> I like that answer. That's what the one thing I liked <laughs> about LA. There is not going to be a dominant sport to me in Los Angeles. Yeah. Now, if you ask me about USC, that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like All right. That. So this is your first Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> Are it, it, how much of this? I mean, obviously you got the players in the Super Bowl, but uh, it, it, how much of it is that the Super Bowl is in LA that makes it a little easier to come to this one versus? Makes it a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the weather. I yeah. like to come back. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see. Like moving forward, if you keep going to these Super Bowls, or if you look up and you're yeah, like, we'll see you know, when it's in Cleveland or something yeah, like that. Yeah, if we see Coach O's. Yeah, <laughs> Channel Six. <laughs> Coach, thanks for making time for us. We appreciate it. Thank you guys. All Go right. Bengals. All right, joining us now is a man that uh, we used to work with, a former former Ringer colleague. We caught him. Uh, he just hung up the phone with Al Michaels, and he's on his <laughs> way out the door to go hit the beach. Uh, but he, he made enough time to, to stop. He had to go call <laughs> Collinsworth in a second, but he said he'd give us 10 minutes before he had to do that. His name is Brian Curtis, and I mean this sincerely. He is one of two or three people at the Ringer that I respect. Uh, and, and I do mean that, Brian. I do. Wow. I do. So uh, it's, it's great to have you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> us. Uh, we need your help. Because you are the media expert, obviously, okay. we are not. We uh, we we have, we are on Radio Row, and we're not really sure what we're doing here, Brian. What are we supposed to be doing? What is the what are what are what, how do how do we win at this? Well, are you selling something? 
We we wish that we were selling sleep numbers. I think that that is yeah. where we want to be. We're trying. We asked Zach Ertz how we get there, and he just laughed at us and <laughs> yeah. then walked away. Because that's yeah. a radio row move, right? <laughs> you go booth by booth, table by table. You do eight minutes. So we're talking. It's, we're talking yeah. about podcasting. Talk yeah. college yeah. basketball, and then the host does this. So what are you doing yeah, with yes. fill in the corporate name? Yeah. Yes. So what are you doing with? And then you do two minutes of plug. Mm -hmm. Yes. Next table. That's it. You're okay. good. Okay. I love that. So I think we it, figured it out. Is it our job as the host to bring it up or do we let them bring it up? <laughs> well, that's the thing. The guests the get plug. nervous. I heard this all week from the yeah. radio hosts here. Yeah. So some of them do the plug at the very beginning. Oh, because then okay. everybody takes a deep breath. And then Nobody's can, watching the clock. God. Yeah, thank God we got that over with. <laughs> thank God. Yeah, uh, Brian, we you, like we said, you're the media expert, so okay. we know how it works in the press box, right? I mean, if you're the if you're a beat reporter, you don't clap. You, you know, there's some some things that you don't do that are just sort of like inherent rules of being a part of the press. So when you're here at Media Row at the Super Bowl, is there anything like media related that we need to know that's like an underlying secret? Like, yeah. don't go bother Jim Rome. You know what I mean? When he's yeah. doing 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 a live. Yeah. Set or something like that. Yeah, don't climb on any radio host set. It's generally, <laughs> and that applies to Titus and Tate as well. Yeah, nobody, that. I don't see anybody out here actually. I, no, I hope yeah. no one climbs on this set. The clapping is interesting because the McAfee set has been just nonstop clapping all week. That's yeah. new, right? Like that, that. I've never seen that in a media type set. When you think about the press box, right? This is like, a, let's take the press box and this is more like an open field of the press box. Yeah. I didn't think I'd ever see this, but I like it. I enjoy it. Kind of more of a flea market <laughs> than a press box, don't you think? We, speaking of, along those lines, we were talking about this on one of a show we did not too long ago. Uh, obviously, you can't cheer in a press box. That's a rule. But we, we were thinking of going to some Duke games mm. and getting credentialed and booing Coach K and then we had is a debate. Allowed? Is booing allowed? Because I've never heard anybody with their stance on that. Is oh, booing no allowed? Booing in the press box. Yeah, no. I've never heard anybody say you're not allowed yeah. to boo. You're just not can't allowed to cheer. cheer. But can't yeah, you and I, I think so you're on to something. If because we heckle Coach K. We want the press to be critical yes. and skeptical. Yes. You get yes. more respect so if, if I'm you boo. booing. Yes. If I'm in Cameron, yes. I'm booing the coach. Yes. I'm just That's being skeptical. Right. Yes. I'm not. Yes. A, yeah. I'm doing my job. This is not opinion. I'm just. I'm a journalist. <laughs> I approve. This is, this is Media journalism. critic approves. <laughs> this is journalism. It's just yeah. heckling from the, from the crowd. What are, what are storylines? Uh, you love storylines. You love Super Bowl storylines. I do. Okay. What are what are uh, what, what are people? What's the buzz? What's the chatter? Other than like like I'm kind of getting sick of hearing the quarterback stuff. Like yeah. I mean Stafford. Uh, we Burrow, get it. Stafford is it. Detroit. We mm -hmm. get it. Burrow is the chosen one. All that kind of thing. Uh, is there any other sort of like grandiose chatter around this Super Bowl? Is there any narratives that are forming or anything? I think the secret is that there are none. That it's like two teams we don't really have yeah. opinions about. Yeah. And I'm speaking broadly here as the American sporting populace, yeah. right? If Mahomes was back, we'd say, ah, oh, Mahomes. Yeah. Brady was back, we'd say, ah, oh, Brady. But we don't really have Rams and Bengals takes. Right. So we're excited. Mm. It's the Super Bowl. It's new. These are yeah. newish teams, even though the Rams are there a couple of years ago. But I think that's the take. Is that it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, Imagine a Final Four. You're like, I don't have anything. Uh, yeah. It's not Duke. It's not no UNC. I don't yeah. have any. Yeah, no blue bloods. That's so is, well, then the follow-up to that when it happens in the Final Four is, is this good for the sport? Is it good to have? <laughs> if the Bengals win, is that actually good? That What yeah. was the Bengals? 10 and 7 this year, I think? Uh, if, if they win... On like a, a a miraculous run, it's a fun story. But are it is are does it the, move the needle? Does it move the needle? Does does America actually get excited about that? So let me answer the question. It is pro football <laughs> at all any game. So the, yes, the yeah, needle. It's good. It's good. The needle. It's good I don't know if you guys caught the last couple of weeks. 
kind of a big move. deal. Yeah, good. Kind move. of a bigger deal than the Winter Olympics. <laughs> kind of I, a bigger deal than the Oscar nominations yeah, this week, right? Yeah. It's pro football. It doesn't matter. Barely bigger than college basketball, though. People Barely, forget this. Yeah, Barely yeah. You think Texas Barely. KU kind of push <laughs> push the Super Bowl aside there for a couple hours? You are a Longhorn. How do you feel about Chris Beard so far? Oh, I'm, that's a good in, question. I feel pretty good. Yeah. I feel pretty good. I'm I'm see, I'm the part of the problem. Yeah, because I like basketball. But when I was down there, was I going to a whole lot of basketball <laughs> no, of games? Not. I'm what Chris Beard's talking about. We yeah. got to get those students yes, in here yeah. every night. What was I doing? I was at every football game, but I wasn't <laughs> at every basketball game. Also, I I have I have said this a million times that I think Texas uh, University of Texas, you're too cool uh, to be mm. good at basketball. That like all the, exactly what you said. Like the students don't necessarily want to go. Uh, you know, the, the great example is that Chris Beard goes back to Texas Tech. The Tech fans are just going nuts. They hate him. They boo him. They kick they kick Texas's ass. And then it felt like Texas fans just kind of shrugged and were like, that's weird that they care that much. And, you know, like that's kind of the attitude. It's like, why do you guys care so much? And I think <laughs> that's frustrating because I want Texas to care. I want, I want, there's not, a, I, I can't envision a scenario where Texas basketball fans are, are upset and booing and going crazy and, and all that kind of stuff. Did because, you see right after the KU game though? Uh -uh. We we kind of semi rushed the floor. Oh yeah, the, 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 it, it was the, it was a one foot in. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like it was you like fifty people. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't ten thousand. It was like fifty. Yeah, so we're like, ooh, we're a basketball. Is this what we do? Yeah, you could tell. You could tell it's a little feeling out process. Yeah, it was yeah. a little bit different. Can I ask you about Texas Tech fans? Because sure, we had one of the greatest games of the season in college basketball. Chris Beard comes back to Texas Tech, mm -hmm. and obviously it's a moment in time. The Red Raiders fans are going crazy. They're like, we hate UT. They don't even call it Texas, Texas, because it's offensive to their own state. How do you feel about Texas Tech as a Texas alum? Are they out of... Are Give they us all, the rivalry. Yeah, like, the rivalry rankings Because Lubbock's in the middle of nowhere. You know, we know that. Yeah, so for Texas fans, they're down, right? So you're going to Oklahoma. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And Number then a and &M, even though that kind of doesn't... Even it doesn't exist and it's still right here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think just uh, last Texas couple. Texas A&M gets under your skin. Like it doesn't it does. feel like Texas yeah. Tech does. So there's the big football thing, right? Yeah, you know, the course. big last play of the game or almost last play of the game from a couple of years, you know, 2008. Yep. That's still yeah. big. So there's a lot of there's a lot of animosity and Southwest Conference animosity. Yeah, yeah. that was big animosity, okay. right? I miss that, the Southwest. That was Conference. booster animosity, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, well, yeah. How oh, much you pay 80s, this guy? Yeah. yeah, 80s animosity. <laughs> but I would say. They, there's a lot more hate from the other side. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. And it of course, you still the coach. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him for being mad. Yeah. I mean, it got a little. It got a lot. It no, was no, a lot. There were guns being pulled in the arena. No, I'm not. I'm not in favor. <laughs> I don't blame him for being mad, though. <laughs> I love I that. Know. I feel like we understand it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Texas, you guys, you're just you're kind of like above the fray there. You're I just like, I, you I understand went, it, but you're like you guys are taking. I shots, went to you know, the uh, you know, the Texas there. Oklahoma State football game this year in Austin, <laughs> and uh, Texas was a uh, like. It, do you remember the game this year where Texas was up and then just kind of choked it away? <laughs> that one? Yeah. You remember that one? Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, yeah. And I, I was, so uh, I was doing this thing where we were going around to campuses and I was pretending to be a fan of like every school I was at just for the day, just to see what it felt like, whatever. So I'm like a Texas fan for the day. And I'm watching this lead choke away, and I'm I'm standing actually on the Oklahoma State sideline, and they're all like high fiving each other. Mike Gundy's, you know, the, there's a whole scene, and I'm losing my mind, and I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. And the Texas fans, maybe they're just like used to it at this point, but I couldn't believe how much they were just cool, and they were just like, whatever. Arch Manning's on a visit, so I guess that's good. Like we we're, we're gonna be okay. <laughs> we you know, lost Austin's for Arch cool. Manning. Oh well. We got good tacos. We're gonna go have in Austin, and like the whole vibe. I was like, how is this? How are you guys not like burning cars uh, based on what just happened? And that's when I was like, I think Austin is just too yeah. cool. This university is too cool. Matthew McConaughey is yeah. too cool. 
And we need le- how do we make it less cool? That's you, I think that's what we need how to do. How do we heat it up? You're so right. Yeah. And and I'm kind of old. So I was there kind of I don't want to say I was before Austin cool cuz Austin was always cool, yeah. but before it had the kind of MTV late 90s yeah. then yeah. South then by Southwest. South vibes. by really bro- yeah. blew up. And even then it felt like that. Yeah. And it's not, I don't think it's too <laughs> cool. It's just kind of like I don't know, it's a vibe more than an intensity, right? And people really care about Longhorn football, I say as a 20-year member of my rivals board. You know, I mean, like, look at those guys, and they're they're fired up, right? They're yeah. ready to go. But I'm like, eh, you know, there's just, it just doesn't, it doesn't drive people insane in the same way. Yeah. Do you think when they go to the SEC and it just means more, that it'll, <laughs> that'll actually translate to you guys? Will it mean more when Texas goes there? I'm not sure about this whole SEC thing. I know. I'm not either. Not Especially like a Southwestern Conference staple. I don't like To then it. go to the Southeastern Conference. It feels yeah. icky. <laughs> Just, there's a directional problem yeah, there, it right? It doesn't make any sense. Are we Brian. in the Southeast? <laughs> yeah. Are we in, are we in the South? That was always a weird thing in Texas, too. Yeah, that was Some always think yes, Some people think no. Yeah. I was never in favor of this. I was yeah. fine with... I don't say I was fine with the Big 12. Was anybody really fine with the Big 12 football-wise? <laughs> uh, no. Basketball-wise, yeah. okay. Pretty solid. Yeah. 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 But... You know, I'm, when that happened, I was like, I guess we're the winners, quote unquote, of this whole sweepstakes. Yeah. But, I, but what if I'm, I won, but I don't love it? I'm not happy I won. <laughs> you won at what cost? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But at what at cost? What, at what cost? Um, is that it? Hey, what, what do you have to plug, Brian? Plug I got everything. Nothing. Plug everything. I got the press, the press, box. press box. What yeah. am I doing with the press box? Is that what you no, want to no, ask me I, now? I want to plug that because, Brian, you remember, this is like now six years ago when the press box started. We were doing narrative podcasts. You were writing scripts. I mean, we were, I mean, it was. <laughs> we it, stole it, your producer, didn't we? Did, was, wasn't we Jim, did. Jim, our oh our producer, God. Jim, was your producer. In but the he still box? texts me all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even more than when we worked yeah. together. Yeah. Never yeah, seen this effort out of Jim. It's unbelievable. I know. Working harder than ever, aren't you, Jim? The most terrifying thing that can happen in your life is you get a text from Jim that's just like, hey, can, you, can we can, talk? Can you talk? Can you talk? And you're like, oh, Jesus. You're like, what do we do? There goes the next two hours of my day. Oh, my just God. <laughs> yeah, Press Box still going on twice a week yeah. with David Shoemaker. Oh, yep. I love Shoemaker. Another sure. core ringer guy. Yep. My yep. friend since we were not 14 Not someone years that Mark old. respects. No, I not one I, of the three. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not. We just didn't know him that well. Yeah. <laughs> Great guy. Uh, twice a week press box and I write stuff and yeah. there you go. What happened? You just wrote a new Al Michaels story. If you haven't read it, go check it out. TheRinger.com. Uh, yeah. Brian Curtis, great writer, great media personality, great person. Al Michaels. What, that, what's the what's the Al Michaels? Uh, you know, I'll go read it. Obviously, um, I, yeah. I have already read it. But for our listeners, uh, <laughs> just so is, I can recap so, it in my own words. Yeah. You're like LeBron when he gets asked about the book he's reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you guys tell me who's the who's the college basketball or college equivalent of this? Perfect announcer. Letter perfect, gets it down and distance right, gets yeah. everything right. But then at the same time, says to you, winkingly on the air, I'm not that guy. I'm not the blow dried TV guy. Mm-hmm. I'm cool, right? Yeah. I know the yeah. over under. Yeah. I'm gonna make a joke here and there. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna, you it's know. It's kind of it's kind of like Billis being the very yeah. obvious Duke guy that's like so straight and like it, nothing gets Billis more excited than getting to go on an emergency hit on ESPN to talk about like a NCA yeah. case mm-hmm. or something that like mm-hmm. he can use his he can flex his lawyer muscles. So he's like that guy, but then he likes to tweet the Jeezy lyrics. And be the and, cool guy. And show, show off his sneakers. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, I, I do know law. I do have a law degree from Duke, but I also wear sneakers. How cool is that? You know? Yeah, Billis does have a little bit so, of that duality. Not, I think not, SVP has it too. You know what SVP I mean? SVP a like little he, bit. He can, be cut, he can be cut and dry, but also he's like, I'm having fun. I love yeah. Maryland. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not the man from TV land, yeah. right? I'm also... I'm a part... I'm, you. I'm like you. Yes. Yeah, yes. This is, is this Al Michaels' last Super Bowl? Is that what they're saying? We think so. We think it might yeah. be. Yeah. 
Because oh. he, he's still going to go to Amazon or something, but he might not be in the Super Bowl rotation. Uh, TBD. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that's the big story. Then. That's the, that's I feel like if you're a team, like how Musburger went to uh, you know Vegas and kind of set up shop there with the Raiders, I feel like someone should do that with Al Michaels. Oh, you know my God. I mean? Can you imagine? Like that, that would, be, would be here in L.A. He's in L.A. He's Brent, he's Brent yeah. Wood, you know? Explain. Uh, <laughs> he's Brent Wood everything. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we, we work at Fox with Gus Johnson, and he calls games. Uh, we, we work directly with him. We're very close personal friends with him. And we work <laughs> on projects together all the time. Uh, no, he 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 works at Fox now, and and uh, Bill Bill has been on this, but like this is a huge thing in the college basketball communities. How do we get Gus Johnson to call games in the NCAA tournament? Uh-huh. You you understand how media contracts and all this stuff works? Why is it that Bill Raftery? So I'm not trying to get Gus Johnson away from Fox. We love him at Fox, but Bill Raftery works at Fox as well and calls games with Gus Johnson, and then he'll also call NCAA tournament games. See, so that's how, what I don't understand. How how is that okay? But then Gus can't. I don't. I don't get it. Is there? Should we just give up the dream at this point? Whose services can be borrowed and whose can't? Yes. Because how does that work? Charles Barkley's services can seemingly be borrowed by anybody. Yes. yes. He's on the first episode of every sports show. Have you noticed that? Did he do <laughs> yeah, your premiere too? Incredible. I think so. And then Bob Costas is like, "I'm coming back." Barkley's on it. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. That would be great though if we could do a little borrowing. I'm for yeah. more borrowing actually. Yeah. We are borrowers. We we'll, like to borrow. We'll, yeah. We will borrow. We we're borrowing um, you right now. I mean, this is great. Yeah. 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 We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll borrow. That's is great. <laughs> we will. We will. Uh, we can't wait to to get the return invite. Yeah, no. Yeah, we got to go in the press box. Can we go in the press here, box? Here we go. I'm uh, <laughs> Brian Curtis. Let me check the schedule, guys. Gotta go. Gotta, gotta go hit the beach. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. We are here with uh, what? What'd you call him, Tate? NFL royalty, NFL legend, NFL legend, and Hard Knocks legend, Adam Pacman Jones. Hard Knocks legend. <laughs> you are. I mean, he's one of the biggest stars of Hard Knocks in history. Honestly. Yeah, I was on back to back too. Dallas and. Um, Cincinnati. Oh my God, Cincinnati especially was the one that really st- sticks yeah. out to me. But Pac-Man Jones, obviously, we grew up watching you. You were a star in the NFL, and uh, we appreciate you sitting down with us, man. How's Radio Row going for you? Man, Radio Row has been—it's been nice, man. Um, talk games, you know, promote your podcast, meet different people, see different opinions, try to learn some from a couple of people, you know, and and. And talk football. You, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're put in a position where you're, you're s- supposed to cheer for the Bengals because you're so synonymous <laughs> with the Bengals. But does any small part of you think to yourself, like, man, we we couldn't win a Super Bowl when I was there. I don't want these bum ass dudes to win now. No, man. Like, we were that's, better. Our teams were better than these guys. That's like saying that you don't want your kids to do better than you. You yeah, know. Okay. Yeah. That's in so life, cool. we do things so our kids can outdo us. You so know? you're not a hater. Oh, no, definitely not a hater, man. That's not in my blood. Uh, He's a better man than us. No, I like that, Pac-Man. Is there anything about this game that you see, you know, just watching both these teams, whether it be on the defense, obviously something you know well, but is there anything between the Rams or the Bengals that you're like, I want to watch that matchup. I need to see that happen in real time in the Super Bowl. Um, I'm just eager to see how we we take care of the front. You know, um, Aaron Donald is by far one of the best defensive players that's played in the last decade. Ridiculous. And knowing that he is the best NFL defensive player now, and we got to figure out some kind of way to slow this guy down because he can change the game in a minute, in a quick second. Yeah, yeah. He can literally it's, bench 500 pounds. You yeah, that? you ever seen him, bro? It's wild. Have y'all ever seen <laughs> no, him with no. his shirt off? No. No. <laughs> he look like he just came from uh, – Oh, man. What's look up, my that. brother? I love you. Love you too. <laughs> he look like he just came from <laughs> – from 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 lifting the whole weight room, you know, not just the weights. Shout out to Brandon Marshall who just came yeah. up to say what's up. Yeah, 
that was that was uh, that was something. That was real love. That was real love. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy. What uh, what um, what was what, when you think of the Super Bowl, Pac Man? When I just say the word Super Bowl, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Like, what's your lasting memory mm. watching the Super Bowl uh, and just being around football your whole life? What is what is the one thing that sticks out when you think about like Super Bowls? Shit, right now that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. It's this one. It's this, you live in the moment. I'm never going to forget 56. Oh, my God. Super Bowl 56. 56 nights. That is pretty great. Oh, yeah. Shout out the future, man. 56 nights. Y'all know the real story behind 56 nights? Yeah, he lost the hard drive. That's no. Good. What Esco got locked up for 56 nights yeah, in Dubai. Go. Yeah. And that's how they came up with 56 Nights. Yeah. Yeah. That's my boy. Shout out to Future. Shout out to DJ Esco. Coolest DJ yeah. on the planet. Yeah, sir. Esco. <laughs> what, uh, what, what is your Pro Bowl? How do we fix the Pro Bowl? You have an opinion? How do I don't make know, but I know we can't do what we did this year, man. Yeah, that, was, that? that was sad, bro. Like, come on, bro. I understand nobody don't want to get hurt. Um, we could have thudded or anything, but the tag, I, I, that, took, that took a lot away from the guys, you know what I mean? Accountability, I think. Um, yeah. And for guys who who teaching kids different things growing up playing football, that, that that wasn't a good way to play it, though. That's just my opinion. You know, when we went to the Pro Bowl, we knew to taper it down a little bit, you know, but. Well, what's the calculus on that? Because, like, the famous, the famous Pro Bowl example of a guy going hard was Sean Taylor blowing up the punter. You remember that oh, yeah, one? Yeah, I remember that <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah. So how do, because, uh, like, every, you're going into a Pro Bowl, you know we got to, take it down a little bit but like you don't want to take it down too much because then you're, you know then you're the punter getting blown up by sean taylor so you're like how do you figure out like how much you're taking it down here well like we was when when, when i the pro bowls i played in it was just like we weren't we we gonna hit you but we weren't trying to kill each other yeah, yeah but yeah. at the end of the day the winning team getting eighty thousand dollars so you got to try to put some kind of effort oh, in it to win go. There you go, cash. You get on the what I'm line. saying it's cash on the line. So, all right, give us give us your official prediction before you go. Uh, official predict. Uh, I would say I was saying twenty one seventeen to everybody, but I'm gonna say twenty four seventeen. Twenty four seventeen. Yeah. What about halftime show? Who's 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 standing out amongst all the halftime shows? <laughs> um, who's all in it? Dre and Eminem Kendrick and Lamar, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Who, who's 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 everyone talking about? What's Twitter buzzing about? You think after what's your prediction after the halftime show? I think who's everybody gonna, gonna really, they want to see Snoop. Yes. You know, Snoop, Snoop is the godfather of it. Like he he and Death Row's he, back. He do a lot of work here with the youth football. Yeah, you know? that's true. So I, I think um, I think it's Snoop. Snoop is the only one get to smoke on, on ESPN. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> He's probably going to fire one up at the 50-yard line. <laughs> it's always Snoop, man. In the like, halftime show. <laughs> anytime, anytime Snoop's involved in anything, he's the answer. It's always him. Oh, yeah. So. All right, Pac-Man, we appreciate it, man. Thank Thanks you, for having me, man. All right, now we are joined by the voice of the Super Bowl, the radio broadcast, a man who uh, is an absolute legend in these parts. Really needs no introduction if you know his voice. Uh, his name is Kevin Harlan. He has done, I believe, 7,000 interviews today. We are 7,001. <laughs> and my intuition would say, you know, if the, the athletes, I'm sure, are, are resting. They're, they're taking their bodies seriously leading into the Super Bowl. I feel like doing so many interviews leading up to the Super Bowl, are we sure that this is good? For you to then call the Super Bowl. No, shouldn't you be on voice rest? You need a break. Just from your perspective, doing all the research for this game and getting everything together, how has that process been? And then based on everything that you've kind of accumulated, 
Uh, do you have any sort of th way that you're leaning, you know, when you look at this game, whether it be Rams or Bengals? Is there anything that really stood out to you when you're getting your research together? Well, you know, there, there's so much. It's just a flood of information, an avalanche of notes and, and all these things. And really, it's, it's the easiest game to prepare for because the storylines are so clear cut and, yeah. and everything is kind of right in front of you. So over the last two weeks, all you do is you pick up a note here, a note there that you like. But on radio, it's, it's hard sometimes to get in all that stuff. And at the, the bottom line is the call. And so mm -hmm. I concentrate most of my prep with watching tape and making sure I've got a good handle on the players, what their formations look like and things like that. And, uh, and go from there. But if there was one thing that, as a fan, perhaps, that I'd pay attention to, I think it's uh, Joe Burrow's escapability. Clearly, mm -hmm. the defensive line of the Rams is, is going to put a great deal of pressure on what is thought to be the weakest part of the Bengals, and that's their offensive line and their protection for their quarterback. So if Burrow can get enough time and that protection can hold up and face the likes of Von Miller and and uh, Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and and, and a, a group of, of very difficult defensive players to deal with. Um, Cincinnati might be in pretty good pretty good shape, but Burrow has got to be able to maneuver out of the pocket and has got to be able to escape because at time he's proven to be very effective. Now listen, it went position by position and player by player. Rams probably have overall more talent. Mm. Uh, but the Bengals have been that, that weird team this year that has mm. really surprised people. And, and, and the biggest surprise probably came at Arrowhead a week ago, two weeks ago, when they beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. They were down 21-3, to and they came back and didn't allow anything in the second half. They've only allowed one second-half touchdown in the postseason, which is the best of any defense. And, and they beat the Chiefs on their home turf. That was a very difficult thing to do. So they come in with great confidence and great swagger, and I think that'll carry right. All right, well, there it is. That's what, Kevin, thanks for making time for us. Best of luck uh, on the call, and uh, we, we, we appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Good, thanks. Good, nice to visit, guys. Thank yeah. you. Bobby, what are we, what are we doing uh what are we doing at the Super Bowl? I'm, uh, we, we love talking to all the guys, and everyone's kind of got a different agenda. Some people are here to plug <laughs> stuff. Some people are here for the parties. What do we got going on this week? Why What's are, top why priority for you? Ooh, uh, I'm here for all the exposure, uh, all the cool stuff. But really, uh, Sunday I'm working with this company, uh, Let's Hang Live. Mm. Uh, Sunday, 3.30, uh, watching with Debo Samuel, uh, Austin Eckler, Shannon Sharp, a bunch of dudes. Uh, it's kind of this virtual space where fans get to come hang out with us. Uh, so it's let's hang live, or you can get info on my Instagram. Oh, all right. And what's it like? I mean, the the fraternity of football players, because you see it here at Super Bowl week. There's so many guys, you know, may not have played for the same team, may not have gone to the same college, but there's just that 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 bond, whatever it is. Like, and obviously, you guys are hanging out watching the Super Bowl together. What's that like? Yeah, I mean, it, it, mutual respect. Football's a gladiator sport, so you know you respect everybody who puts on a helmet, and shoulder pads, and goes there to, to battle. Uh, but you know. There's definitely a little bit of a uh, starstruck element. I mean, seeing LaShawn McCoy, I was like, okay. Yeah, we, like, we just, we just yelled, yeah. we yelled stuff. We're like, Shady! No, nah, for real. Um, so it, it's just a cool environment overall. Love yeah, that. yeah the, I, I feel like the NBA is, are, are we worried about that? That the NBA, the guys are way too friendly with each other, and that's the that's the big criticism. Um, should we as fans of sports be worried about the, because, I mean. Are you guys getting too chummy? Are we getting too chummy? Is, is, that a, is that a fear that the NFL might get a little too chummy? Oh, I do not think so. I mean, it's, you got to be a mean, mean guy to play football. So. Yeah. 
I don't think so. <laughs> how's your? How's your? Uh, your? I'm from Indy. You play for the Colts, obviously. Yeah. Um, as you might, the, the, the Indy became when I was growing up. The Colts. I'm not a Colts fan. I don't hate the Colts. I like the Colts. I just want to be clear. Like <laughs> no offense, the reason I, I didn't like the Colts growing up is because they were terrible. And that's how they got Peyton Manning in the first place. Cause they were, that was like my era. And then they got Peyton and then I started watching, you know, whatever. Um, so the, it, it's become a Colts town, but it's obviously very basketball driven state. Uh, how is your basketball game? How, how are you as a basketball player? Uh, you know, I stopped playing basketball in probably eighth grade, uh, and nice. I put all my talents into football. If you so. had to play in a celebrity <laughs> game at the all, if at the NBA All Star game, they, they were like, we want to throw like, you who's out your there. player comp? What, you how, what, what's your stat line looking like in the NBA All Star celebrity game? Uh, I, I You're mean, going I'm up against Bieber. Bieber's I, guarding you. <laughs> I mean, I probably got like four or five steals. All right. Um, I might have like. Six points, all of them layups. Okay, and I'll just great crash the glass. Great, yeah, great hustle okay. player. A couple rebounds. All right, all star defense. All right, man, I love that. And then the Colts also had Hard Knocks. This is the first time that Hard Knocks did an in-season version of the show, which was very different and unique. I liked watching. I enjoyed watching it. What was it like to have those cameras kind of come into the locker room for the rest of the year? Yeah, uh, it was interesting. I mean, we're used to cameras on the practice field and in games, so that nothing crazy. But what was interesting is you know cameras up in the meeting room. Uh, you know, kind of where you come in, you take your backpack off in a relaxed environment, but it's like, okay, like, are we on rea reality TV right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How you're looking at producers, you're like, what am I supposed to be doing? Did you get a sense that guys were hamming it up for the cameras? That they they were trying to, like, there were guys that, like, aren't really leaders, but now all of a sudden the camera's there, and they're like, come on, guys! And trying to get Not necessarily. I mean, sometimes things got maybe a little speechy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think Coach Reich did a great job. And he really just kept us all focused on football. How many times did Love a guy that. give a speech and then turn and say, I don't like that take. Can we do that again? And, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I fumbled some of those words. Can we try that? <laughs> there were a couple of times where, you know, we're, we're having story time we're in the linebacker room. You know, we talk about relationships, yeah. life, whatever. And, you know, you, you cut to the camera and you're like, don't put this shit on hard knocks. So yeah. <laughs> it was cool. That's funny. How do you like Indy? I love Indy. It's you very do? homey. Yeah. Really? Are you are you just saying that, or do you? No, I'm saying. I mean, I'm from I'm from Orange County, um, so coming to Indy, I mean, there's not crazy distractions, a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. But it keeps me focused. We season. did the opposite. I, I grew up in Indy. I live out here now. So yeah, you're living the life. Where where you where you live, Carmel? <laughs> uh, no, I'm in Zionsville. You're in Zionsville. Yep. Oh, I'm, nice. I'm Brownsburg guy. Okay. So there we go. Look yeah. at that, Tate. I love We're, to see uh, the Indy connection. Talking, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. West Yeah. <laughs> West there you go. What else we got for him? I mean, honestly, but I mean, is there any prediction that you have for this game? Is there anything like? I mean, a lot of the guys we've asked are like, I'm casual fans. You know, I don't really care. But do you have a vested interest in this game? Uh, you know, I. I'm rooting for Matthew Stafford. Uh, I love I, that. I think he's had a great, great story. Uh, I want to yeah. see him get 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 win the championship. Joe Burrow doesn't have a great story. Interesting, coming back from this torn. That's interesting. No, I, mean, he I, does. I find that interesting. I know he does. He does. It's not as interesting no, as right. Matt Stafford. Matt Matthew Stafford. I mean, you're. Never, never winning a playoff game. Right, his whole career with Detroit and coming here and the opportunity to win a Super Bowl. The whiplash insane. of going from living in Detroit and losing every single game to now living in LA <laughs> right. and winning, you know, might might be winning a Super Bowl. Are you someone who gets uh, bitter and petty and whatever else when when you get knocked out of a, a you know Super Bowl contention to where you don't want to watch and you're you know like when you're watching the game, are you gonna you're gonna watch the game? Sunday? I'll watch the game. Yeah. And are are you are you doing it of like? How's your mind frame of that? Like, as you're watching, are you like, we're better than these guys? How the hell did they make it? Because, like, a team like the Bengals, they weren't even that good. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest. So, like, do you do, does that happen in your mind, or are you just kind of like, whatever, we'll get them next year? Nah, just re respect for all the players. Uh, one of my good friends, Trent Irwin, he's on the Bengals. Uh, okay. So, you know, hoping he does well. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously they worked hard to get to this opportunity, so just respect. That's big of you. Mm. I would not be that way, Tate. I would, I would <laughs> no, I really like that answer, though. I mean, I Bobby, would, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Man. Thanks for joining us. Man. I do what I can. Appreciate it. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the week, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get the Colts, uh, the Colts back here next year. Yeah, That'd next nice. year in the Super Bowl. Let's do it. That'd be nice. Yeah, love Let's it. it. Right, Thanks, Thanks, Bobby. Well, there you have it. The Titus and Tate Super Bowl extravaganza is finally coming to an end. We have to thank Zach Ertz, right, who yep. came through and gave us some great stuff. We got to thank Austin Eckler, who came through. Lawrence Guy, we got to get him Kyle Guy's phone number. We got to set that point. up. Yeah, yeah. we got we to figure that out. At least get him a jersey. Yeah. Kyle Guy, please reach out to us. We Cooper do, we, Rush. We do do the jersey swap. We need, I want both of them holding each other. <laughs> like they leave other. the glove yeah. with yeah. each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be good. Uh, Susie Schuster, who you know gave us great media advice. She's a legend, as we all know. Ladanian Tomlinson, you asked him a great question. We figured out why he wore number 21 um so he that hates w- mike singletary it yeah like. It like- <laughs> yeah you know i mean mike singletary really pac-man jones came by yeah. bobby okurake I, I don't think i introduced bobby okurake uh from the indianapolis fully, colts yeah, from the colts shout so, out to bobby he was uh, great we, we had a nice little I, we're, i'm sure we're leaving a few up brian curtis obviously oh shout out to brian time. curtis we probably got him fired <laughs> We probably got Brian fired, but and Kevin Harlan, obviously okay. the voice of the Super Bowl for Westwood One, stopped by and gave us a nice little preview. Uh, so fun little, fun little thing. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we enjoyed it. I, I am sure we'll never be invited back to Super Bowl <laughs> Media Row ever again. So uh, if you hated this, great news. We'll probably never do it again. If you loved it, well then I don't know. Tell somebody and maybe we'll yeah, maybe we'll be back. I, there you yeah, go. Where's the Super Bowl next year? Nah, that's Phoenix. It's in Phoenix. Yeah, that's what people are yelling it's at. Not, us. Phoenix. We can go to it's an hour flight. It's, it is, but it's like it's, it's the same. I mean, it's just like over there. Yeah, like, you might as well just have it in LA. Then the next year is Vegas. We'll really? be we'll be back in Vegas. They're doing three in a row. Like it's this, the West Coast, row. baby. Just do, but I'm saying do three in LA in a row. Just do it at <laughs> move the Super Bowl to LA. That's my final thought. Move the Super Bowl to LA permanently. See you guys tomorrow. We're watching college basketball. Yes. We're talking. See you then.